I was thinking back to a summer job that I had when I was uh, probably like 19. And I had there was a there was a girl that worked there that was this really like smart college girl, you know, like just just kind of like just professional college person, like looked like she did about like eight years for fun at college. And she there was like a rumor that got around because she told somebody that like she shouldn't have told like a thing that she thought about me and it made its way back to me. And she uh, she said that I, I look like there's just nothing going on in my head. <laughs> just behind my eyes. Nothing like which is like worse than being called stupid or anything because it's just like no you can't even you can't even formulate a stupid thought like you're, you're and I'm, I'm just kind of like damn dude that's I, I used to show up to work stoned a lot so like i would imagine and like i get comically red eyes when i'm stoned it's not like uh it's not like some people where you they just like their eyes are a little low mine are like really like like someone just kicked pokemon sand attacked me in the eyes and uh and but yeah, I was just thinking back to those days. But uh, she'd probably be really, really uh, kicking herself if she saw that I was doing a, a paranormal podcast now, right? <laughs> she'd really be, she'd feel stupid. Yeah, she does in fact have something going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's making. I'm sure she's making like 600k a year for uh, organizing things. I don't know uh, at, at an office now, but um, yeah. From the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gon' leave me alone. On a plane, by the visit Glen Rock, need crypto. Told me I should bring the Glock with me, so I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Do you love to see it? Rockin'. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talkin' From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? Introductions, let's get, we got a, a huge team today Huge team, because it requires a huge team What we're gonna talk about today So, uh, alphabetical order, um, a couple of people on here this is their fir- their debut on the on the main feed for all the for all the freeloaders. You guys are you guys have missed out on these guys for all this time, but we'll give you guys a little taste for free. Um, Aiden, I'm just gonna call you Aiden, right? I, I just yeah. say yeah, okay, Aiden. Um, you've written for us, right? You wrote the Elephant in the Sensory Room, which is a great piece on our Substack. But um, we're I think one of the goals today is we're gonna we all want to find out how weird Aiden is we're gonna try to we're gonna bring it up we're gonna we're gonna extract it you know like a like a making wax or something out of, out of Aiden like at, out, of, out of out of Aiden THC leaves you know distillation. Um, yes that's what we're gonna do so that's that's the goal today but again Aiden's written for us um you, do you have anything you want to plug honestly no I no. got nothing no. <laughs> I love it absolutely love it um J. David Osborne, he's from a, a hit podcast. I'll call it a hit podcast, Agitator, because it's a wonderful show. You guys have been on a roll lately, absolute roll. Um, the book club, the um, the listener mailbag one is fantastic. Uh, all, all of that stuff is is great, and I think you guys are really hitting your stride, but you're also an author, and you've been on the show a few times. Uh, you got stuff to plug. Come on, let, let's hear it. Yeah, if you want to listen to Agitator, you can go to patreon.com forward slash agitator i think you can find it on spotify but i would prefer if you went to patreon and went through that portal because there's mm-hmm. one more step that i feel like you as a listener can take to fully appreciate the show you know mm-hmm. they say that if you don't play you don't feel in if you don't pay you don't feel invested in the show so it's really about you and uh mm-hmm. your enjoyment of the two hours a week you spend with me and my co-host kelby 
I uh, got a, a cyberpunk book out right now called Dying World, and I'm about done with its sequel. And uh, other than that, yeah, that's what I got. Absolutely. What about your workshops and stuff? Don't you don't you aren't you like aren't you willing to help people write? I mean, don't you don't you do consultations and things like that? Like, I mean, I'm sure we oh, got totally. some, some we got some writers out there. I guarantee you we do. So yeah. uh, do you want to talk about that for a little bit? Yeah. So since the I was in education and then since the pandemic shut everything down, uh, I switched over full time uh, into helping writers develop their their novels. So I do everything from proofreading to uh, content editing, developmental editing. Uh, and my rates are very reasonable. And I've got really good reviews on readsy.com. So you can look up my profile on there and mm -hmm. see all that good stuff. But yeah, it's a uh, it's it's nice to make money and and eat so yeah you know yeah i'd be happy to happy to fix happy to fix up your book and make it something people like to read what's well, there's your problem right there dude. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's agitator gonna be when you guys are rich dude that's what i'm wondering just balling out of control i really see it as a scarface story you know yes I, yeah right? and we like it's it. just been uh it's just been two years of like the first 15 minutes of scarface right so it's a much it's a much longer form scarface tale uh right now it's just about two dudes who are struggling to keep the lights on while talking about anime and uh oh, yeah. hopefully soon we can uh you know we can I, I, kelby and i'll learn japanese and mm -hmm. fly to tokyo and We'll do episodes completely in Japanese. It'll become completely unintelligible. Uh, you gonna forget about us? Don't forget about us. Dude. Absolutely yeah, not. All, all absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. Or it, may, it might be beneficial too, though. It's okay if you like give me a preemptive like weak email. Be like, hey, we don't know that's like you could text me, but like you know we don't know each other. Just <laughs> hey, hey could you pull? Could you pull down our episodes we did together? Yeah. Hey, yeah I'm just cleaning up the back catalog. Yeah. Yeah. because I want to put it in the archive. I want yeah. I want people to pay yeah. for it. It's yeah. not. It's not. You know. Like yeah, exactly. yeah. We would just pay wallet. We would just pay wallet. That's all we would. Yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, Scott is here with us too. Now some people would be like, "Who's who's Scott?" You know what I mean. And for you, slap yourself, right? Because you are not on our our Substack feed, rarecandy.substack.com. Um, he's done three coast to coast episodes, right, where we talk about a lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about today, but not not all of it, of course. Um, but we kind of tether it to the late great Art Bell and Coast to Coast AM. Scott, what's up, man? Oh, not much. Thanks for having me back. Of course, man. Of course. I'm so excited. Um, he's a, a very uh, he's, he's, he's just like so you're so proud of your hometown, which I like. You know what I mean? Like like I because I, I feel like where you're from, you're, you're a Missouri guy. You know what I mean? Like where where that's from. I think a lot of a lot of people call it like flyover, dismiss it is all that stuff. Um, and I think you like there's there's a lot of cool stuff that happens where you're from. Well, you know what I mean? Like that. I think people just tend to be so coastally elite about, you know, and just just kind of toss it by the wayside you know well i mean i'm in st louis so i mean it's like a metro area of like three million people so like i mean you obviously hear like the standard bullshit online people ripping on my city because of crime because it's like usually in like top three like murder capitals of the u.s that's all you hear about and people tend to exaggerate a lot uh and uh like, you know, you hear people like say they like come here and they're like, oh, it's like a fucking apocalyptic wasteland. It's like, no, it's not, man. Like <laughs> all the like really rough, like bad parts, like where you like can't stop at like stoplights and shit. Like that is like so cut off from like the rest of the city where like you can't even like stumble into that shit on accident, you know? Yeah. And, like it doesn't like 
apply to me. So yeah, like I defend St. Louis a lot just in mm-hmm. the, that regard. But also now lately, I've been really into just like pumping Missouri as a whole. Yeah. You know? No, I don't. Uh, I don't like people that don't like where they're from. Like, like I mean, I get it. If you're like, I, I was ready to move. It was time to go. New chapter. I understand that. But like the whole, I escaped. I'm a, I'm a survivor of St. Louis. Survivor yeah, of dude, California. So, so I mean, dude. Another thing I really hate is you got all these like tough guys around here because like, um, <laughs> people will like act like they're hard asses for living here like makes them like fucking like street smart or something you know and it's just mm-hmm. like it's so obnoxious uh-huh. but yeah like missouri though like i don't know i'm getting like really into like the like nature and shit around here because it's actually like a beautiful state like we got you know i've been talking about caves and shit like on here with you guys and mm-hmm. um but yeah like I, I just like found out like recently from like a linda molden howe episode mm-hmm. of coast to coast that there was a ufo crash here like what? six years before Roswell and there's like a book about it. Yeah. And it didn't even like come out until like the nineties. So I'm like trying to like delve into that kind of shit, you know, of course. And also like, I live like 20 minutes away from Cahokia mountains, which is like right across the river in Illinois too. Sick. And I was yeah. telling you, Glenn, like how I want to go out there and trip balls at some point. But the only thing that kind of like freaks me out is there used to be human sacrifice there. Mm. So, well, if you're by I'm yourself, still, still I mean, if, if you're by yourself, you only got one guy to worry about sacrificing, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's also like a tourist spot, so I'd have to like hide in the bushes or something. <laughs> it's like hey, there's this guy with this weird vape pen that that starts, you know, it doesn't look like weed, you know, and he's he's uh, he's tripping out in this bush over by here. But other, other than that, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh, so I sent this thing, and I, I don't have the the thing here, but it was like the Bigfoot I, iceberg. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, I, I, I I'm I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of at the top of it. I, I was just like, wow, the Bigfoot seems cool, you know. Not only at the, the top of but it, they added like two or three completely blank spots beneath it because they ran out of room. So it was just like beneath the iceberg, completely dark under the water. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, yeah I would, too. I was like, yeah, I was like, this is like uncharted waters for me. Yeah, so this is. Well, what was the yeah. samurai sound thing? Is, uh, can anyone help me out with? samurai chatter i saw one that were like you don't know bigfoot unless you know about the samurai chatter like don't even don't even talk about it does anybody know can anyone help me with with why you might hear samurai sounds i think sure. i never saw this pyramid it's oh, like yeah, a you... slightly let me see if i can find it it just sounds like something that's not english and it's kind of like slurred and like almost little metallic sound to it it's weird there's like some recordings that I've seen pop up, but it's just it's a weird noise. We're gonna need you like to do from Japan camera impression right now. <laughs> on camera, free yeah. feed. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's that, that's that's crazy. I mean, like, I mean, it would be crazy if it was just Bigfoot was just implemented by the Japanese. You know what I mean? Like, if it was just. I mean, that could be a future agitator episode. I don't know, but yeah, I yeah. <laughs> wouldn't. I don't think we should. We should write it off just just a second. So I don't have. I'm not able to share it in the thing, but uh, I will see if I can put it in um, in our little in our little chat for everyone to see it. But it's um it's quite uh, quite extensive of uh, the layers. Like I said, Sai says the iceberg runs out at the bottom. Like it's they're they're just going down to like the like where the submersible of the, uh, the a couple weeks ago crashed into. It's quite it's quite interesting. But um, like I, I Bigfoot's like like kind of kind of massive, you know, no pun intended out, out here as well, like in the, in the Bay Area. Like there's so many sightings and like it's very normal people, like people that you'll see like charging like a Tesla in, in the in their front yard. They'll just be like, yeah, I've seen them. 
you know, like, yeah, no, it's, it's no big deal. Like, it's not something I talk about. And like, it's kind of one of those things where like you read the room before you talk about it only just because it would be like off, you know, kind of like off color humor more so like where it'd be like, Oh, I got to make sure I talk. Like most people believe like they're out here that there is like a Sasquatch is real, but they just think the people that go find them are really weird. It's kind of an odd uh, dynamic out here. Um, yeah, there it is. I, I guess oh, we both yeah, put yeah. it in our chat. It's in our it's in our Discord chat, guys. If you guys want to see yeah. it, uh, um, but yeah, well, you, it's, you went you went to the Bigfoot Museum too. In I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Quite, cool. It was quite cool, man. It was yeah. definitely very similar because the guy was kind of like dying that was running the museum. Yeah, um, and he was definitely a guy that's that's he's seen it a couple times, and he said the first time he saw Bigfoot, like when he was like nine or a sasquatch I, I he would just say it was a sasquatch sighting he, he he doesn't you don't just call every sasquatch bigfoot by the way that's it's kind of a kind of a yeah, n- normie thing. Shit. Yeah, yeah it's super <laughs> normie. like you're just like completely out yourself it's, it's like saying like how many points did the baseball team score you know like, <laughs> oh, you know it's no. like it's like yeah you don't you just don't do that like and but he said uh he was on like oxygen and everything and there you could hear like the pump going it was very big lebowski um when they meet the the writer uh in the iron lung and uh he was just he was just like he had the tacks all over the map where he had seen like a, a blue tack that was really big that was like an encounter face-to-face encounter a white tack was like sounds like possible sighting red one was seen from far away and like i said the blue one was like up close and there were a lot of blue ones like pretty close to where the actual museum was yeah. and uh he had said certain like utility company guys would just be like working and they'd be up working on like a power pole and he'd look down and you'd see like this like nine foot tall bigfoot you know going around and it was it was it was nuts dude like it, it, like and it would just be a guy like he would be the guy you'd go talk to because like you know you don't want to go to your corporate office at your company and be like, hey, uh, report a hazard, um, <laughs> maybe a near miss here. Uh, it's a I giant saw... interdimensional ape that's, yeah. that's following me around the website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I just I got to report it. You know, it's you see something, say something kind of thing. And uh, uh, you don't want to do that. So they would go to this guy just to like be like, hey, am I tripping? And the guy's at the bit. He's like, no, I literally run the Bigfoot Museum. Of course, you're not tripping. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I saw it. But he was like he was this guy that was really like. He was really he wouldn't just talk to you about Bigfoot when you walked in. Like he wasn't one of those like, here, here's my pamphlet. Hey, Bigfoot, you know, he would, he would kind of just stare at his computer and he was watching Bigfoot encounter sightings on like a loop on a computer. Just kind of like so committed. So fucking committed to the bit. Yeah. yeah. But the reason he didn't want to talk to us is because he was scared of, uh, he was kind of scared to get not like clown, but somebody would come in like as a bit, you Mm. know, like, Oh, I'm going to come in fucking see the Bigfoot museum. Like, and, and I, we we were like really night. We were just like, hey, like you know what? So this, th- what does this mean? He's like, oh, then then he then he opens up. Like he's just like, yeah, I just hate how people like condescend when they come in here. They like condescend to me, like just being like, oh yeah, where where have you seen one? You know, like and then laughing to their buddies, like filming it, you know, for their yeah. like content and stuff. And then I, I throw no, away he, my he, ta- tape recorder. Just to feel you out, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, because <laughs> like when my aunt and I would go. And that's a special place because, like, when you know my aunt passed away, she was like we uh-huh. were really close. And and did you ever see her truck, Glenn? Her latest with the, she had the Bigfoot truck. She it was like coated no. in Bigfoot sticker. She was obsessed. no, I no, I sure didn't see that. Yeah, so it was like it was she had this white Dodge and uh, like pickup, and it just had like tons of like Sasquatch stickers. People would stop in like grocery store parking lots and be like, "Yo, what's up with this?" You know, kind of a thing. And then so she loved it. But yeah, you would go in, and there'd be like some like dumbass like ucsc students there and like filtering out 
and then you'd wait and then he'd talk to you for like an hour and a half, you know, and just all about that. Once you knew you were a real one, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 he was. But then it's funny because like five minutes later, this guy comes in like this, like guy comes in he's like yeah bigfoot and he like comes in he's like all really excited and just like just completely sucks the air out of the room and he's like taking like pictures in front of like the the in the front he keeps the tabloid kind of like bigfoot stuff in the front and then he keeps the real shit in the back like because he's like you don't if you're just in the front you don't care you can look at the like baby born to couple as it's a sasquatch you know like those those kind of tabloid covers he keeps those so that guy didn't even go past there but he was uh he was really happy to see it and like you know it, it goes off of donations and everything and it's just right there off a of, off a of highway nine in, in felton and it, it's, it's a beautiful museum but do we all like i feel like a lot of us don't necessarily i tend to think bigfoot is is an interdimensional traveler i don't know about but i don't know that everybody agrees uh i, mean, I go both yeah. ways on it i think mm-hmm. there's there's different types of them. Um, I do like tend to like lean towards like most of the sightings you'd see, or they're probably actually just a, like a very intelligent uh, creature that has been around for a long time and they're really good at hiding and they bury their dead. Cause that's like the first thing people always say. It's like, how come you never, no one's found like a dead Bigfoot or like bones. Like, dude, they settle in like extremely dense forested areas and Mm -hmm. like, they're very smart to communicate with each other. There's probably not that many of them. Uh, they all know each other. Uh, so I, that's my first thing. But I also don't discount that there's something even further going on, though. I mean, like, fuck, like that story we got from the last Coast to Coast episode, that dude called in and said um, uh-huh. he had that guy just like appear out of nowhere who's kind of like a hairy dude. Like, I think there's something. I mean, that guy obviously probably wasn't a Bigfoot, but I could see there being like creatures that like to manifest in the woods and then just disappear and shit. I totally buy that too. So I'm kind of like David. Like I just believe like anything. If someone like sounds like legitimate, because I heard yeah. you say that once, David. Like mm-hmm. yeah, you, know, you mm-hmm. just kind of just believe people. Like you know, it's not a good yeah. way to go through life just thinking everyone's lying to you all the time. Well, it's, a, you know? it's a lot less fun, and that's how I reconnected with my dad because my dad's a big Bigfoot hunter. Nice. Um, and he a hunter uh, like a like he goes and try actively tries to seek him he tried yeah he tries to find him. and it's so That's it's sick. so funny too because i'll i'll text him I'll, he's like going out he's got his dogs in the back of his truck he has a, a farm out in rural oklahoma and he'll go out he'll be like yeah the the boys because i guess they have their own version of our discord where they're like this is what? where this is where we need to go so he'll go out and i'll be like the next i'll be like so and i'm not being a shit about this i'm just saying so what did you find you find anything he's like we didn't find anything he's like but the dogs were scared but it's true because who you, okay you can't academically study bigfoot right like you can't yet it's all on the job training and like dogs have sense, senses that we don't so it's not like mm-hmm. when you say well, why isn't anyone found one what it, when you're an archaeologist like is that the is that in the syllabus at all like when you go to college where they're like oh, we're gonna uh, find bigfoot and cryptids like it'll be <laughs> towards the end near the final Dude, i would have done on. like 12 years yeah. of school if that was the case i would i would have been right there there was a bigfoot hunting degree that shit would have been so sick a paranormal call is there are there any like paranormal accredited universities like that like a, a crazy celebrity could have started you know like i think that would be a really oh, cool man. business venture that would be sick i don't know I there's don't stuff know. like that in europe actually but they're like super expensive <laughs> they're like new age colleges Nah. Yeah, exactly. I know like DJ Spooky teaches at one of them. 
They're all, just like they're all like in like <laughs> tiny ass like mountain villages. Your mom, say. you give your mom the bill for the tuition, and she's like, "Yeah, I, I'm going to school under DJ Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that'll be thirty thousand dollars." Okay, they're way more than that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. No, I, 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 I'm the same way. But I. Because we're gonna actually in a, in a bit we're gonna play the the follow up encounter that um, that same guy from the coast to coast episode uh, um, he had a, he had another encounter just like last weekend or or maybe the weekend before I can't I can't remember but he's uh he's an Appalachian guy like he's out in the Appalachian mountains and like that is I I would say other than like maybe the Vegas like Southern Nevada northern arizona kind of desert I, I don't know that there's a more like paranormal part of like the country to be honest than that weird appalachian mountain thing i i don't know it's it's weird it's i just everybody i know even like normies who aren't like into aliens or anything they're like yeah but something weird's here you know mm-hmm. like something weird's here it didn't i don't know where it came from but like there's some weird shit that's happening here i don't know i mean just the amount of stories from west virginia like that came out like well before and like felt mothman shit happened or insane like i mean it's just like endless well stories like once people like start like looking into that shit it just keeps going back and back like i mean it's fucking crazy stuff dude like people in that area have like seen like i was listening to an episode of mysterious universe recently and they were talking about like there's some town i think it was west virginia and like the late 1800s like dude like people said they were seeing like some like centaur creature jump with like a flaming head running around jumping on like rooftops and shit Damn. it's like just all sorts of like weird like, cryptid sightings of like weird creatures that were only spotted once but like a shit ton of people saw them you know That's like it's yeah it's a really weird area you wouldn't sure. even trip if you saw bigfoot at that point if you had seen the centaur guy you'd just be like that's bigfoot yeah. even. it'd be not literally nothing you'd just It'd be, be like, you and bigfoot the pointing meme bigfoot would be trying to scare you and then he'd look out of the corner of his eye and be like fuck you know <laughs> hey, hey, hey. He'd be like dude no way like <laughs> i think uh didn't i think peter lavenda started his sinister forces book in ashland kentucky too right like that with the ashland, right. ashland mounds um because that's where charles manson is from and lavenda is doing this whole thing with the sinister forces book where he links everything bad that happened in the 20th century to uh charles manson as the as the focal point of it yeah. but he goes off and like he goes back to the knights templar and makes the connection you know through the bushes uh and then charles manson's right there in the middle in ashland kentucky and he like sees him as this uh demonic entity that was possessed by something that is in those mounds so yeah appalachia is a fucking have you ever met people from west virginia totally my mom used to work for a um a long-haul trucking company that was based out of there but they would the end point was the bay area they would like go just cross uh, and first off completely different language it's not Mm -hmm. even yeah like when you talk to like a trucker from west virginia it's like boomhauer but like even different more different like it's it's like Boomhauer is like the somebody doing an impression of them almost like but this the, this guy like my mom was just like can you just email that to me and then the email doesn't even make sense you know and then, and then it's it's email like, in boom in boomhauer speech yeah, <laughs> yeah, like but the guy's like really smart and really good at his job and everything it's not even like like a dumb thing it's just like oh i just we don't speak we're not from the same country i don't believe and uh and but yeah it's those people are just it's a different kind it's like not the it's the south but like not you know, I don't know. It's tough. I don't know how to describe it. I know this. We have we have like a decent amount of listeners that are from there and stuff. But but like they and they seem cool. But like I wonder if like I speak to them, maybe they're just like completely 
like just different. I don't know, but I it's it's I I mean it's a lot of it's there's a lot of like early you know the way America was started was like all in that area, and I just I, I tend to think the the there's good and bad. Like there's stuff like Indrid Cold where everybody thinks that's bad, like the Indrid Cold thing. But I've I've read you know Visitors of Lanulos and stuff, and I'm like, no, he's sick as fuck. Like he's mm. cool. Like I would love to see him. I mean, it's weird. The smile's weird, but also he's smiling. You yeah, know? you're an like, cold dude, right? Yeah, you're it. like yeah. all time favorite paranormal thing. That's what, I love. No, it's it's great because I you think it's bad because you watch like Mothman proph- prophecies and all he's doing is like letting you know some weird shit's about to happen. You know, it's like kind of this, <laughs> and like yeah, it might be he might show up at a weird spot. Like you'd be like you're at Denny's and you're like see a smiling guy outside. You're like oh fuck, like this not doesn't look great. But um, for the most part, you know, like the visitors of Lanulos thing is crazy where this guy just got like straight up visited by um injured cold and taken into like just abducted but it was like cool and he just was like oh yeah this is this is tight and then he realized they were speaking um I, and well i, I don't want to go super far into this because i, I want to get to the bigfoot voicemail but like he was he learned basically like what an advanced civilization is and learned all the bad parts of like what they're doing now like the, the maybe the not sustainable things that humans are doing now stuff that they think is like progress stuff that they think is you know uh innovation and and things like that and it's like that's all he was doing was like warning him but yeah if you got abducted by a guy and he took you for a ride to a different planet you might think he's a bad guy if you're not into that you mm-hmm. know like it was like mm-hmm. i could see like you know my grandma would be like nah like i don't really want to do that you know but mm-hmm. this guy was down he loved it he like couldn't he never stopped thinking about it forever like he he just he wanted it forever but like people just have this this weird thing about it like that anything paranormal is like bad i don't think it's all good but, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, I told my mushroom story of ego death that was really embarrassing, but like, that was probably good that it happened. You yeah, know what I mean? It just yeah. sucked right then and there. You know? Right. Like, right. I, and so that's, yeah, all, all that stuff you have to go through the crucible and the difficult part in order to get to the enlightenment. I do like the idea of injured colds, friends getting together and being like, dude, buddy, the smile, like we got to yeah. work on that. He's like, <laughs> he's just like in front of a mirror and he's like trying to yeah. figure out like oh, no yeah. oh that is what it looks like it's that not a natural thing for us that's not yeah. a natural <laughs> thing for us up here yeah we speak like yeah i know you think that's what they do when they're happy but it's not mm-hmm. that yeah <laughs> like like the, the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again expecting different <laughs> results we're gonna get you right back to the episode but i just wanted to let you guys know of a few other things we offer at rare candy industries we have a Substack with free and paid subscription options free subscribers get access to all written content that includes Bob's Red Pill. That's the best thing going on the internet right now. Trust me. Paid subscribers get full access to our premium episode feed. And that's just every episode we don't necessarily want to share with the general public, if you know what I'm saying. Again, that's rarecandy.substack.com. We also have merch. That link's a little long for me to say right now, but go to the description, go to our merch store, and find a shirt that's right for you. We have Rare Candy shirts, Dr. Bronner soap label shirts, Rishi mushroom shirts, all types of stuff there. Check it out. There's got to be something for you. And lastly, check us out on social media. On Instagram, we're Rare Candy Pod, but on Twitter, we're at Rare Candy Pod 1. All right, enough of that. Let's get you back into the episode. But yeah, I want to uh, I want to get into this uh, this voicemail that we got uh, because it is from our friend. I'm not going to say his name, but uh, he's if, again, if you're on the the premium feed, uh, the last episode we did with Scott Coast Coast Volume Three, it was easily like the, the trippiest story um, from there. But like this guy, I, I tend to think sometimes people do get like targeted and not to scare the guy because I don't I don't necessarily think he's in danger or anything. But like it's 
I do think these people are like, hey, remember that guy's house? Like, it's in our address now. It's like giving your number to like, you know, Bernie Sanders or something. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> and then all, all of a sudden, you know, like a twenty dollar donation to Bernie Sanders, and all of a sudden, John Kerry is emailing you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's so it's just I, I tend to think it tends to be like subscribing to a a, a mailing list that doesn't uh, that 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 you don't know the, exactly the extent of. So I'm gonna play the voicemail here. Sorry if it comes in a little loud. I'll, I don't know, but we'll see. Hey, it's me again. I just had another experience that I kind of wish I wouldn't have had. So uh, me and my girlfriend were, were out on our back porch last night. Uh, it was storming, and we were watching a storm. And uh, lightning and thunder and raining, and it's pretty loud. And we're sitting here enjoying the night, and then all of a sudden it gets, like, dead quiet. And both of us – we have our dog out here too. And both of us look at each other and go – something's off like something has just changed it was lightning and thundering and now it's completely dead silent and i yell at my dog to come back and as soon as i do like in the far corner of my backyard we got like about an acre backyard and in the far corner of the backyard we hear very clear human laughing and so my girlfriend grabs the dog goes inside and I run out to where it was because I'm a moron, and I yell, who the fuck is out here? And I, it laughs again, and then I hear something sprinting, something like sprinting through the field, but, like, the steps had to have been five, ten, like, way too far apart. It was like a deer leaping or something like that, but I'm, I know it wasn't. Well, there's this week's Appalachian horror story. Uh, hope I don't call back soon. Yeah, he sounds shook, dude. Damn. I couldn't. Un- I couldn't yeah. understand a thing he was saying. Is that Appalachian thing? Personally, did you guys think of anything? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. That's uh, that that that. So, no, and and in the first the one he sent too, you could hear the the the. I, that's why I believe people because I'm sorry. Like I like on the off chance that somebody's just this amazing actor working on doing method acting right now and just calling into a podcast they listen to to tell fake paranormal stories, which I'm still down for. Do it, but yeah. the the I'm pretty sure this dude is just living in a hotbed of it. And like I honestly even think, look at like um. That so we do with Joe Gallenberger, like uh, he his stuff is like in Monroe Institutes in Virginia. And I don't know how, you know, the proximity of all that with all that. But just that whole part of the country, like, dude, like, yeah, I think maybe a spoon might bend just a tad bit easier out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just it just seems like a hotbed for all that stuff. But I'd be tripping out, dude. Like, I definitely wouldn't chase after a Bigfoot. Would you guys chase? I wouldn't. Yeah, I would. You'd chase? I, I'd be willing. I, I, I'm scared of them in a way because like, I do think they'd probably kill you but i'd be too curious i mean i just like i wouldn't be able to <laughs> miss my shot to get a picture or something though it'd probably I murder me wouldn't chase after an appalachian one would i'd chase after one in the pacific northwest probably they seem yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. more yeah. chill than More like, flannel uh, and shit yeah that's a great yeah. distinction yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, Santa Cruz, that, Santa Cruz, I'm there. I'm climbing the tree. Yeah, all day. I, I was, yeah. like, I'd be like, I went to high school with you. I think, yeah. like, I fucking know you. Yeah, I don't know. I, do you, yeah, we have a common ancestor, I think. But yeah, um, yeah, no, exactly. I, that's a that, that isn't it. So the Appalachian ones. Do you think that's like that's like the 
the you know the dark side oh they're violent they're like because i've heard different stories from like the red-haired ones black-haired ones and like the brownish like Mm. pacific northwest ones and apparently the red-haired ones in appalachia are pretty freaking mean it's a bigfoot racism here (laughs) 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 like i'm just gonna the steve sailor of of uh, (laughs) of bigfoot (laughs) everyone's like oh is he is he being racist oh those are all cryptid and bigfoot okay yeah Yeah. cook cook you know what i mean like do your thing yeah no that's i that's i've never even thought about that and uh aiden have you ever had anything like this happen like how'd you even i i kind of know these guys stories about how they got into this kind of stuff i want to know how you got into like just any of any of this stuff because you're into like ancient civilization stuff too but i just Mm -hmm. in general how'd you decide that like maybe what you know the party line is on anything is kind of bullshit you know what was that there was that one cryptid show on animal planet when i was younger and honestly it was probably something like that and then just always having an interest in like Bigfoot and Chupacabra, any of those like weird cryptids. Mm -hmm. And then the, and then honestly the Atlantis one is weird. I don't remember when I first started having a thing with Atlantis, but it's just been a constant. And my uncle turned me on to uh, Graham Hancock, uh, maybe like good few years ago now. And then after that, it's just been lots of reading. What's your favorite Graham Hancock uh, rabbit hole? Like the you think where he's on point the most? You know, I honestly I love the Mars stuff because I think there's something to like us and Mars. There's a deeper. What is that? Well, like the there's been research about like the what is it the xenon one of the one like certain isotope of xenon is in crazy high levels in the atmosphere and it's only found after like nuclear bomb nuclear explosions and yeah. stuff and they're found in the two regions where there are you know the ruins on mars like Cydonia, uh-huh. and there's like one other region that would be on like the other side of the lake but there's that there's the just the geometry of mars and how actually planned out it all seems our circadian rhythm lines up more with mars yeah. there's weird like mayan myths about pot like weird Weird, like hieroglyphs of things that look like, you know, flying, flying machines. And then there's legends of them and their gods being on a different place. There's Mm -hmm. Nibiru. There's just too many things that make me think that we weren't, we've all, we haven't always been stuck to this one planet and like we aren't right now, but they, you know. Yeah. I love that. Actually, I'm just throwing this out there. I've been thinking about this, uh, Aiden and Scott, whoever else do you. If you guys are down, I really want to do the Bob's Red Pill Mars series, but something inside me is holding. I'm like, I don't know quite enough about it, and I don't feel confident enough to like. I really maybe we could do a little collab and put that out as like a like a together kind of thing. If you're down, you know, like well, yeah. I'm down, yeah, and then we'll That'd just be fun. It. we'll just mash it up and do a super cut because like mm-hmm. I I don't think I could do it justice right now just myself, but I also want to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. there's also the remote viewing that the CIA did where they remote oh, viewed yeah. Mars. And the viewers were saying that there's, yeah, there's ruins everywhere. There's broken buildings. And then they had them remote view a cavern that was underneath all these ruins. Mm-hmm. And they found these, like, what, seven to ten foot tall, super weird grayish pale beings. And then they felt the attention of these beings turned to them and they got, like, shoved right, right back to Earth. Totally. Yeah. So there's just, like, there's something going on there. And there's the, the Russians. They had a, a like, a 
mission, not a mission, but like an unmanned probe go by Phobos and at like three of them. And every time they approached it, like cut off, disappeared. Whoa. And like, we, we don't do anything with Phobos and there's weird like harmonics with it that it doesn't seem as natural as they say it is. Whoa. So there's just like shit weird with Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to go back to that uh, remote viewing story, um, I can't remember the name of the guy who did that. Uh, he was that army Lin guy, but Lin Buchanan. He got yeah, he was he was a, a military. He was an army officer, but then he got recruited by the CIA, I believe, for their remote viewing experiments. And so he went on coast to coast in the like mid to late nineties and told that story about how they. Um, they didn't tell him to, he was like there because they would do that that thing where they just put like cards in front of you with like info mm -hmm. on it and you'd like guess like what area of the earth is like usually you just pick a name of a town or a region or something like that. And there was one that said one of the cards said uh, Mars like a million years ago. Yeah. And then he obviously had no idea what was on the card. He just said, like, I see these like giant people walking around and all this shit. shit. And so that story was like kind of like infamous ever since that coast to coast uh, appearance and but no one really knew if he was telling the truth or if he just made that up until not that long ago when actually the those remote viewing experiments a lot of the uh, documents from that got declassified and that's actually in there yeah. like it's like proven that that experiment actually did happen like you can't argue against it so i'm sure i got so many people must have been calling him a liar for like 20 years too yeah and yeah, multiple viewers did the same thing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, you can look it up on CIA.gov. It's mm -hmm. right there. And just one quick thing that you guys are talking about with these timelines, right? With like the million years ago. And um, whenever people bring up ancient civilizations and the fact that, you know, history as we know it started six to 8,000 years ago. And before that, for like the million years of our existence, we were just kind of fucking around and doing whatever. Like, I almost, I'm almost okay with that. And then a normie website completely pushed me over the edge because the other day I was wondering, you know, how long have human beings been human beings the way we are now? And I had always put it at 1 million. And dude, like National Geographic says, actually it's between five and 6 million. And when I saw that, I was like, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way that yeah. people like us have existed yeah. for 5 million years and we just didn't do anything. Like nobody had the idea. Yeah to build a wheel or to make a spaceship and not even counting, you know, the tall, you know, seven foot gray Martian aliens. So to me, it all seems super plausible. Yeah. And on, on an even more abstract level, did you guys hear the most recent thing? The scientists are like, Oh yeah, the universe is actually twice as old as we thought. It. Did you hear this <laughs> yeah. shit? They're no, like, twice. We thought it was 14. We thought it was 14 billion. Now it's 28. And it's yeah. like, it's like, bro, uh, okay, like you just decide, you know, it's like, God, no, I wish yeah. I could be that wrong about that. Like, exactly. I wish, I wish, yeah. like, I wish I could keep, like, have a good high paying job and just be like, my bad, it's twice as much, actually. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I just, my bad, not even close. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's because, right, they get the, the James Webb telescope. It has to do with them being able to see longer and longer light photons, right? Sure. Which means that yeah. it's stretched out further and further. But on the tip of just being wrong all the time, it's really funny because uh, whenever somebody who's really into Bigfoot or for a more recent example, I listened to the Stephen C. Meyer, Joe Rogan episode. Amazing. He's like, he's an intelligent design dude, but he's like mm -hmm. legit. He's got yeah. really smart arguments for why intelligent design is a thing, which is like uh -huh. 
if everything is the same, why wouldn't it make sense that something intelligent would create these systems that can't shift even a little bit or everything collapses? Yeah, and then when everything's uh, different, you have to completely strip the code and make a new code. It's like it's like it all he was he he was one of those guys. Uh, I want you to get back to your point, but what he'd said was like he if he every debate he got into everybody thought he was like some Westboro Baptist church guy. And then he would just drop like encyclopedic knowledge on everything. And he's one of those guys where it's like Rogan would have asked him a question, you know, Rogan would just like expand on this. And he goes, not really an expert in this field, but then 10 minutes later, a point, mm -hmm. you know, like just, <laughs> just information upon information like just amazing stuff. But yeah, anyways, back to what you were saying. Cause that episode was phenomenal. Yeah, it was super fire. I was actually a little annoyed with Rogan at sometimes because he had some of the like the Reddit atheist very Reddit rebuttal uh, stuff, and mm -hmm. so I went to Reddit because I was curious, and it's all <laughs> the shit that you would expect. It's like, well, this guy is wrong because he's not a scientist, and this isn't science. Intelligent design is not science, and he brings that up in the episode. He's like, yeah. yeah. So I'm not allowed to say anything about this because it's not science, but like I'm showing you that it clearly is at least a subset or a variation on science and you can just take that argument out of its context and apply it to any paranormal phenomena at all and say at this point in 2023 it's the same as covid same as paranormal all this yep. shit yep. the other side is has is no longer arguing anything yeah they reached this point and i think it happened about 10 it happened before trump it was like 10 or 15 years ago where they just decided we're not arguing this stuff anymore because the shit is settled and it's not science and it's not real. And yeah. it's like, well, you know, cry about it because you can bend spoons and there yeah. were Martians on Mars a million years ago. And there's probably a Bigfoot in your backyard right now beating off while he's watching yeah. the showers. So, 100%. Yeah. 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 Like, it's just funny to me how the, the, these people, the, it's so ironic. You know, people, I feel a lot of people become doctors or become scientists or academics because they're, they are scared of being wrong. You know, they want to be right. They want yeah. to be. And that's a way of insulating a yourself. trump card. They want to have you get a built in trump card. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's a beautiful, perfect way to put it. Yeah. And it's so funny how they're going to be wrong on everything. They're going to be like, they're going to be wrong. Like, they're going to be like, they're these guys because like the, the midwits or whatever are going to be like, oh, you can bend spoons. Cool. Let's try it. And then they'll fucking do it. Right. Because yeah. they have no resistance to it. You know? Yeah. And it's like, so it's like, a. It's going to be like it's like Neil deGrasse Tyson and that whole ilk are going to be the last for to all of this shit. And then and then it's going to happen and they're going to be some like convoluted. Well, we couldn't have known or some bullshit. You know? Right. right Yo, of course. Well, but check it out, dude. Yeah. On on yeah. the midwit tip and being yeah. uh, able to experiment. I, I listened to your Joe Gallenberger episode and I went and mm -hmm. bought liquid luck and I did the liquid luck thing. And yeah. I swear to fucking God, dude, two days later, I got a text message from an employer, not an yeah. email but a text message who was like, do you want to come work at this after I've been looking yeah, for a job a, for like a year dude, and a half? Dude, it's, I, it's insane, that, man. I I'm committed to, I'm so glad to thank. Yeah. Thank you for that. I, um, I'm, I'm committed to listening to that shit multiple nights a week, at least dude. Cause it's like, cause I, I did it for a few times because we had him on, uh, a couple months after I found that meditation and found out about him and stuff. And I listened to it a few times and some crazy stuff happened to me, like some, like a crazy little windfall or something right when I needed it, you know, where I was like, I know it's you know? so weird, isn't it's, it? It's uh -huh. so fucking crazy. And then I, um, and then I stopped and then I was like, and, uh, and like, you know, went back to the old vibe, you know, which is like, isn't bad, but it isn't fucking great, incredible and stellar, you know? And I'm like, I'm really trying to get to that point, you know? So I'm like, 
I'm like, no, I need to actually dig in and do some like permanent, like get under the hood and like really of my subconscious and like, I want to be in that state. And like, I think maybe you thought so too, Glenn. I don't know, but like by listening to hear him, hearing him talk and listening to him, you could tell he's very serious. He puts in the work of like Seriously. putting in that love vibe of trying to like live in that state. Yeah. In a permanent way. Yeah. It and wasn't awesome. just like, here's what you need to do. He's like, no, bro, before you even touch the spoon, you need to yeah. do this. <laughs> like it was very like, like, uh, like old, like martial arts, like your, you know, your instructor or something like yeah. that, where it's like, you'll pick up like your little bamboo stick and he's like, what the fuck dude, put that away. We're not <laughs> even there yet. You know? Yeah. Um, that's what it felt like. But, um, I speaking on the, on the tip of just like science being wrong, like, you know, I think the the with with what Graham Hancock talks about and so many other people uh, talk about the ancient civilizations, how we may have had advanced. Well, it looks like we definitely did have advanced civilizations in the, in the past um, that we haven't just been on this upward trajectory of progress. Like maybe we haven't. It's it's crashed. It's 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 gone back up. It's uh, it's definitely cyclical, more cyclical than we think. Um, but what that does is not only like in the sense like yeah it might basically call a lot of people who have made a lot of money and sold a lot of books from the party line department that if they if they are proven wrong it's like we don't listen to you meanwhile i can bend a spoon so what what the fuck am i clocking into work the next day for if i bend a spoon i am not clocking into work the next day like it's just it's just <laughs> not happening i'm going to do something else like it's just like there's all the there there is a reason to keep this shit away from people will always be like why would people not want to know that? It's like, dude, if I will say this, bro, if I was running a country, I'm not sure I want everyone to know they can bend a spoon like straight up because I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm not really running the country at that point. They'll bend me. I mean, dude, it's like so the Monroe Institute, they I mean, if you look into them just a little bit, everything they do seems very, very legit because they've mm-hmm. been doing this shit since the 1970s. Um, and like. It's pretty insane that, like, because our society is run by like rich midwits, that no one's willing to fund something like this. But like, it sucks that there's like not little mini Monroe institutes in every major city where you yeah. can go and learn this shit. Because, dude, I mean, I would fucking kill one day. I probably will at some point if I can fucking swing it because it's not even that expensive. But like, go, they have this week long retreats and you can stay there. They teach you everything, like everything. Like, I mean, like, dude, like how to like you know fucking project yourself to other dimensions and shit and they've been doing teaching this stuff for a long time and if you i've been like trying to look it up and i do like people aren't even like trying to do exposés like debunking them or anything like that because like i think the shit is so real freaks people who actually like skeptical people who look into it probably get fucking freaked out like okay i'm not even touching this shit right it's too real or demonic destroy it's gonna destroy their whole fucking worldview if they i mean dude I would fucking kill though. If there's like some place like in St. Louis, I could go on weekends and just mm-hmm. like you know take like you know do like a two month course or something like that. And like because like I don't want to learn this shit online. I want to do it in person. Yeah, like, with someone. You know what I mean? Like God, like it seems like there's so much like untapped potential out there. But like you said though, it's like this shit gets too big. Like you know, because obviously every all of that Monroe Institute shit could be used for evil. Oh, Wait, dude, yeah, I think yeah. I, I think I would fucking I, I would fucking dominate some pyrokinesis if I could do the flame in the hand thing. That would be mm-hmm. so sick. And then I'm walking down a street late at night. Some rough people are trying to mm-hmm. mess with me, trying to steal my shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> flame hand, dude. 
Yeah, all, I, I mean, dude, just straight up, like you, like it, it's it, it's not beneficial for the average person to see beyond like a spreadsheet. You know what I mean? Like you're supposed to work every day. I know it's like that's like you know Fight Club level type intellect, but it's true, right? Like it's true in a sense. Well, like dude, Fight Club to, is right. Yeah, it is right. I just it, like just because something becomes like Reddit, it doesn't mean it's wrong. Like I, I, <laughs> I it just makes it Reddit. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just at the end of the day, like. Yeah. It, it, it all it still checks out i mean even more so but like um yeah exactly like the monroe institute if you guys are listening maybe you guys are um if you guys are listening go ahead and uh open like hell's angels type chapters across the country it would be oh, pretty dude. sick like, i got a meme, Oklahoma a meme City of, one for sure a meme oh, of yeah. all like you know the meme of like the pepes walking out into the stadium like me and the fellas headed <laughs> to the monroe institute that's a <laughs> Like we'll just all do we'll just we'll just buy them out. Like when cement companies want to pour like for a whole hotel floor, the, the cement companies yeah. booked for the day with one company. That's us, RC, just going into going into the Monroe Institute. It would be so sick. Also, but, I mean, I'm sure uh, all five of us would want to work for them. Like just fucking oh, yeah. fly us out, dude. I'll be your yeah. employee. And it's crazy. So Monroe, he was like yeah. he's like a Steve Kirsch dude. He was like a rich like billionaire guy, like multimillionaire guy that just was like fuck it, I'm doing this now, you know. And he's like. Like obviously, Curse is like with the vaccines and stuff, but yeah, like Monroe, Robert Monroe is just like a radio like producer back mm-hmm. when radio was like Netflix, you know, or whatever, right? uh, and when, he, it, when it was king, yeah, when yeah. It was king. Mm-hmm. And so he would just clock in as CEO every day, and then at night just be doing these insane out of body experiences oh, God, before dude. anyone even knew about, you know, how <laughs> sick, how sick, dude. And then yeah. also like you have, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Because look, anytime you see some of this paranormal stuff, it, it's easy to be like eccentric billionaire scamming everybody right you could if i was a skeptic you could go back i hate even using the term skeptic for something that like isn't accepted by anything like i hate this i hate the like michael Shermer or whatever that guy what's that guy's name michael yeah, Shermer. Yeah. yeah yeah that guy i hate when like that's a skeptic it's like no you're lame you're like an employee of this company that just shuts shit down but the skepticism of like okay even with Art Bell, right, and uh, Area 2000, his old show and everything, it's like Robert Bigelow, right, eccentric billionaire uh, guy, like all that stuff. Like, what do you guys, what do you guys think about that? Does that give, guys give you guys any pause? Because I think it's cool. I think that's the best way to be a billionaire is either own a yeah. sports team or um, do that, just do paranormal stuff. Oh, it's no, not part of the, the like, best way to be yeah. one. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm not exactly part of like the billionaires do. are evil. You know, Billy, oh, all billionaires are bad, and they had to kill people to make that money i'm like yeah but they're fucking doing esp man so i mean yeah well, was, uh, howard hughes right is mm-hmm. he he was um wasn't he wasn't he famous for that quote of like because he was really into psi and uh predicting mm-hmm. markets and trends and stuff like that and he, yeah didn't was, work famously was, yeah no yeah exactly no, wasn't, <laughs> what is someone is saying like it was talking about like astrology or like or like psychic power and uh so, and someone's like, do, do millionaires do that? He's like, millionaires don't do it, but billionaires do. And it's just Alpha. like a mic drop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like one of those things, <laughs> That's you know? so hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like facts though. Yeah, but I, I know people hate to see like like uh, people are like people want this like sort of shame that they have like w- that you have to go up to like where it's like i could have it but like so c- but like the whole like so could you thing is where people become like a scam artist, but it's like hey man, like me look, I my I am not my ultimate goal is not to be a billionaire now millionaire hey you know we're talking but the the whole like billionaire thing that's i don't need to get to that point but yeah like to me i just i hate when somebody when you when you get to like these dissident you know spaces and stuff and they're all like 
yeah, well, I pointed. Therefore, this is horseshit because a billionaire is involved. It's like, mm-hmm. well, then then life is horseshit. Log off. Don't do anything for the rest of your life because every everything that seems to be working. That's how I find out if things work is if a billionaire is making money off of them. So it's yeah. usually the other way around. It's like I don't think they have these bad investments that they just hold on to for so long. Like they're yeah. not, you know, people watch way too much succession. You know what I mean? For that, like to be thinking like, oh, that, these they're just they just get lucky a couple times. It's like, nah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they they walk into their like seed money. Like sometimes I'm not going to say that that doesn't happen. But like, you know, that can you can blow that fast unless you liquid luck you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> something like that trump's got the liquid luck with his, his dude what if he manifested dude what if, okay what if he manifested 2016 because that he shit did. was psychedelic as fuck like well, how if you like yeah. if you step back to what happened and you don't take which they obviously literally said russiagate was fake I, they, people missed that a couple weeks ago there was a whole senate hearing uh-huh. of just like this guy being like yeah i just did like all this research and it's actually completely fake the russiagate <laughs> thing it's like a completely <laughs> fake hillary clinton thing and they were like <clears throat> do you love your country? And he's like, yeah, no, that's why I wanted to find out if this was real. And it's, it's not. And, uh, and he was like, just document and that didn't make the news at all. Like or did, uh, but it was just kind of like with a, a tone, like a CNN tone of like, actually that was fake. Uh, um, th- yeah. this whole thing we, we haven't looked, it's not the final thing yet, guys. That's just his argument. Like, you know, that was what they were saying, but like, I, I, dude, 2016 was insane. Cause uh, when Brad Kelly said that maybe the world did end in 2012, that really messed with me a little bit. Because, like, something did, like, something weird ended in 2012, or at least in 2010, 2012 area. Um, like, something culturally or just something spiritually ended in 2012. But, like, 2016, I, I think that was, like, somebody buying low on society and just and just manifesting their way into a huge gain, which puts you in the White House. And, like, I – look, I don't know. I'm not saying Trump is into parapsychology, but, like, I, how else do you explain how that happened? That's crazy. Well, I, I think that um... – if you're a spiritual person, I think we're all spiritual people here. Whether that's a broad term, mm-hmm. you can't look at twenty. Like while it was happening, I didn't really under fully understand what was happening, but I was like, okay, this is important, and it's it's probably not all bad. You know, everyone was freaking out. Obviously, like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. that was when I was like voting for Bernie in the primaries and shit. And I was, and I remember it was a big riff with my friends when everyone was freaking out. And I'm like, yeah. guys, chill the fuck out. Like this isn't yeah. a big deal. Like none of the, all this is fake anyway. So it's like. I think it's like part of, if you if you are just that of that kind of vibe of like timelines and like Mayan predictions and shit. It's like that was a turning point, you know, and just you utilize it as such, you know, in your own life. And and I don't know, it was a big turning point for me in my life personally, you know, regardless of politics and everything. Did you guys was there was your life crazy mm-hmm. during that time, mm-hmm. too? Like, yeah. you know, right yeah. on that. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. I think uh, Charles Fort. Who's a big hero of mine, probably a hero of a lot of you guys, the Fortean times and shit like that. Mm-hmm. He oh, used yeah. to break he used to break eras up into dominance. So he would call it, you know, I think the last one we were in was the dominant of science. And he I wanna say pinpointed twenty twelve as the entry into what he called the dominant of wider inclusions, which is just taking a lot of this stuff and people who are able to synthesize you know, science and magic, like spirituality and materialism mm-hmm. are going to do yeah. really well. And so that's when, so I think things did get weirder. I mean, about half of my paranormal experiences in my life happened after 2012, which is yeah. not the halfway point of my life so far. So yeah, it definitely, everything has felt surreal until, I don't know if you guys feel this way too, until kind of right now, it almost mm-hmm. feels like right now, everything is back to back to normal yeah sort of yeah 
yeah i think i I think the covid is a big blind spot where we're we're past you know like when you get it's kind of like the eye of the hurricane but in the other direction where we're out of it but we still haven't really processed what we went through Mm -hmm. you know and i don't know i'd love to do some remote viewing on that shit and just like what's really going down yeah do you think okay here's a question i know okay Sorry if this is too off topic. I know, Glenn, you wanted to talk about. I really like what you sent earlier. Um, um, I do. The, yeah, you talking about the communication thing? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But it was kind of on that. Okay, so I was in a discussion with someone about remote viewing, and they're kind of like, "We need the data. We need rigorous blah 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 blah." blah. And I'm like, "I'm like, first of all, it's already been done. The military is very rigorous with this shit." Yeah. But yeah, exactly. But this is just more broadly. I want to know what you guys think about. Um, I was kind of like. You just got to do it yourself and you'll know whether it's fake or not. You know, you'll know. Obviously, we can fool ourselves, but I've done RV sessions. I'm not a pro where it's just like so. And, you know, Glenn, Glenn's seen them, too, where it's just so accurate. And it's it doesn't happen every time. It happens maybe mm-hmm. one out of every 10 times where it's just like. Yeah. When you predicted it. your and sexuality. Exactly. Fun. Yeah. Super gay. Dude. It's just fucking, yeah, it's like nailed it. Dude. It is like, yeah. a snowman. Let me yeah. tell you that. Man. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I'm, I'm I hate this idea of trying to prove shit rigorously because it's it's almost like you have to take a little leap into the unknown and with any of this stuff. And they're not just RV, but you kind of have to you, <clears throat> it's a subjective experience kind of a thing. And you can have it collectively and you can prove it, you know, with science and stuff, but I think that kind of destroys the point. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I think I, 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 first off, you're, you're getting team, you're getting teams together. So if you're interested in this, that's true. Contact the pod. Cause I want it. We want to get put a If you're on YouTube, put a comment or somebody, we'll find you. We'll get you in there. Um, you're doing teams for remote viewing. You're probably gonna use the NFL season as kind of a, a good scheduled event to do that, but who, yeah. who knows where it's going to go. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's just this, like, there's something there for sure and like even in 2016 like in 2016 i was just a normie like sports fan like baseline maybe some like left-leaning politics but like couldn't Uh couldn't go toe-to-toe arguing with anyone what what i actually believed um and i fought kind of there was a vibe shift but i kind of fought it which which I, i i tend to resist a lot of like like i i'm one of those guys like if i saw something paranormal even four years ago i'd be like nope didn't happen you know i i would be that guy i would be my own skeptic and i just kind of started like taking what has been given to me like no matter what it is like i've just i've just kind of been and a lot of that's probably just the rishi of just realizing like who i am i've been doing the ram das guided meditations he has one called sit around the fire that i absolutely love um part of that is basically like you're not who you you're you're not who you think you are but that's fine basically <laughs> like you know like it's kind of kind of just stuff like that because i come from one of those families where there was a an idea of what i should have been you know like like of, of and i then adopted that because I, I think that's what i'm supposed to be but that led to a lot of, in 2016 i was still trying to become that person for a lot a lot of time but like when i just started kind of accepting what was happening and it's not giving up it's actually quite the opposite it's just uh you're finally able to like actually pro- progress and stuff and yeah. um part of that is like you know now i'm now in turn i'm more like i'm more receptive to things like remote viewing because that it just kind of accepting who you are as a person and not trying to live life for other people like that is like a weird paranormal experience in itself like it, it yeah. is odd like i don't i don't know i don't know if that makes sense to anybody but like that's for i don't yeah. even know if that answers the remote viewing question but it do it, it makes more sense to me like at this point now than it would have 
No, yeah. I get what you're saying, Glenn, because like the number one like motivation for people, I think, is social approval. And so people like that's the main reason why no one's going to try this shit, even though like you could tell them like, oh, it only take you like 20 minutes to try it out yourself. And they'll still like yeah. just file it away. And be like, well, no, because people think I'm weird or whatever. That's really ultimately what everything boils down to. I mean, dude, like there's people who are looking down on us right now for talking about this shit. Like people oh, yeah. listening to the show right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, uh like you really just can't give a shit, you know, and nah. most people can never reach that point in their life where they can just stop giving a shit about whatever people think, which is yeah. kind of pathetic, especially if you're a man, like in your thirties, <laughs> you know, but I mean, you're here. Dude. Holy yeah. Shit, was, yes. Dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. Very true. And um, yeah. no, like, and then that, and that I, I want to ask Aiden about this too, but in a, in a framing it in a different way, I guess, like, there were people in the past, I think, that achieved this way before us, right? Because I think now if you ask people like Sam Harris types or not to project anything onto him, but I, I have a feeling I understand what he would think about this. But you think every single day we have we have the chance to get smarter, right? Like in a, in a sense, like as a society, like as, as a new technology comes out, we then become smarter with it. We have more access to everything. We have the Internet. We have all these things. But I tend to think, you know, people in the past that thought, you know, when 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 past societies are built to us as this guy with a with a stone, you know what I mean, was just banging it and just like screaming and then doing cave paintings like now we're here. You could say we're all in this progression. But I, I think people were just way more way more with what I was talking about. They were just happy with who they were or just like were, were understood their role. Um, and what and that their only competition was themselves and like their family, like actually surviving in the world. Whereas now we ha like, what do you think people think their competition is? It's anonymous Twitter accounts. It's all, all, all these things now. Like I, w I consider that a regression, but people like the Sam Harris types would be like, well, that's because we're in the, you know, marketplace of ideas and these big, you know, uh -huh. huge uh, like like we're, we're in the ocean now rather than a small pond of like a community. So it's like now that that tends to be sold as progress. But like Aiden, you you really go on like past societies. I mean, you're one of the few people I've, I've seen do like the kind of the Graham Hancock ancient civilization stuff. And now you were on uh, the Jurassic, the very first gain of fiction episode, which I think some people might not be knowing that you were you were on the Jurassic Park episode. Um, I, we didn't get fully into the ancient civilization. stuff because we were talking about a brilliant Michael Crichton novel and uh, genetic engineering. But I, I, I want to know, like how advanced did they get do you think like how like like more than us now or did we just kind of get to our level and, and kind of cataclysm back and is it just constantly a loop constantly a loop and i think that they've probably got way way farther than we've got like i mean i think that at one point like the asteroid belt it wasn't an asteroid belt and like it had to be destroyed by some sort of technology and like something had to get rid of the atmosphere on mars and I think that some like some of the construction stuff in like like the pyramids or the what is it the mother's stone at Baalbek, there's some um, of these huge obelisks in Egypt that are just multi hundred tons that we would have difficulty today lifting with our cranes that some technology had to do that and it's vastly ahead of what we have now and it probably was something different. But I think that like technology itself they viewed it as something else like they people at a different at diff, at like past times were less in touch with less rooted in this material and because of that probably had more of a realization as to why they came down here 
And so the technology was there and they used that to like aid their soul progress, aid the reason why they came down and, and like incarnated here, not just to vacuum shit easier. Like it, it wasn't the, the technology was for a vastly different right. purpose than what we use it now. And because not for that, convenience, think, right? Not for convenience, mm -hmm. not for like super convenience, but I mean, enough to have like clean water and like energy just kind of in the air that they didn't have to go burn coal for. Like there were it was just used for a different thing. And because of that, I think that it was able to get farther because it wasn't didn't turn into like shackles of control, like the way that we use it now, because we just use it to make things easier without. I, I don't know, having a understanding or like that spiritual development to go with the material development. Yeah, the sewage sewage systems are a big thing with that. Like you can look in, in the past, like you, we tend to think, I mean, especially if you've read like Dissolving Illusions, things like that, but that's during the Industrial Revolution, right? When when we decided that like it was just about factories and not necessarily infrastructure for, for people yeah. to live in. But in the way before that, I mean, you can, there's plenty of, and you'll have to help me out with some of the specifics here, but like there were societies that had their own like straight up like sewage. Maybe they weren't oh, the yeah. best, but like it was, they understood the idea of what needs to happen to waste and mm -hmm. things like that. It, mm -hmm. One of the most fascinating for me is like a bronze age culture. It was the end was it the Indus River Valley? But it was Mohenjo-Daro was one of their one of like the cities, and they yeah it was super like well planned out with like grid streets. They had plumbing, and the city it, it has like liquefied bricks, and it has radioactive corpses. And this is a Bronze Age city, so like what's going on here? And then you go and listen to like Vedic texts and they talk about the vimanas and they talk about these huge these weapons that were given from the gods to indra or to um to th these demigods of indian myth that they were used that it was as bright as ten thousand suns and people wa went into the river after to wash themselves off and there it just sounds it sounds more advanced and it sounds like they had more of a know-how than what we what we think that they did. Yeah, sure. and I think it, there's a huge reason to cover that up. Not only does it just completely throw a school curriculum of history out of the window, essentially, of like world history, like that, you'd have to reshape that. You'd have to re-educate all sorts of people on a completely different timeline. But also just the fact that like you, it, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily run out and buy the newest technology all the time, right? Like the, like the average, you know, average income person you know who will upgrade every iphone who will upgrade everything because it's like it's not like it's just this linear kind of upward climb of just of all this stuff because if, if that's how it's being sold to you you're like cool the next latest technology takes me that much higher right and and, and of course like what we do is we we bypass any spirituality in our in our innovation so our innovation can maybe cause things like you know your headphones to connect to your phone and stuff in this probably harmful way i would i would think uh in in a sense to to connect to your phone but like you know there probably was a better way to do that in a past society i mean like you said how do you build the pyramids how do you build like ancient egypt and like people admit that ancient egypt ancient egyptians are smart every single person knows that but like they never put they never actually get to the conclusion it's like why like why why were and it's not even just them but i mean that's the one that you're like allowed to know about was the smart culture back then but like everyone's just like yeah it was just an anomaly it was just that one society of people that got wiped out eventually you know <laughs> I, I don't know well, 
Also, I don't know about you guys, but did you guys really learn anything about the Sumerians or the Babylonians no. back when you were a kid in school? No. Okay, dude, like, I mean, it's like basically the, like the most ancient civilizations on record. Their entire like mythology was like a fucking science fiction story involving <laughs> aliens from space. Like, I, I, I mean, it's like, it's like a true thing. You say, like, bring up Anunnaki to like the average person who might have heard yeah. that before, they'll think you're fucking yeah. weird as shit. I'm like, well, Dude, like the most like ancient civilization on Earth believed in aliens from space coming down here and doing all sorts of shit. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I I do think like shows like Ancient Aliens and stuff do exist just to make us all sound stupid for talking about this stuff. To be, to be boring too. Like, yeah, it's like, it at but all. like, because yeah. like I've never even watched that because it just looks so it stupid. Sucks. I'm into that all that shit too, obviously. No, but it's, but, I, it's, I, oh, you but know. then you ever talk to an, uh, like a normie and you're like, "Hey, this crazy thing about Mars," and they're like, "Oh, you're like ancient aliens guy," and you're like, "Fuck, dude, you ever exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, That's exactly yeah. what it is, dude. I hate that shit, dude. It's, it's I mean, right, it, but still, yeah. Same with any of the shows on TV about cryptids and stuff. Like, I know Aiden, you were into that Animal Planet show when you were a kid, but it, all of that stuff like fucks us over in the long run. Like, dude, oh, if yeah. I tell if you guys try telling like a normal person that you're into Bigfoot, they think you're I mean, maybe it's different for you in the Bay Area. A little bit, but, a little bit different, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, like my sister's about as normie as you get. And like, I like told her like six months ago that I'm into Sasquatch, and she just like looked at me like I was the most like, retarded person on earth. And, like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, well, I know more about it than you do. Okay. Yeah. What do you? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. And too, what are normies into nowadays? Not literally the dumbest shit. Like, yeah. it's not. They don't. They're not and look, maybe perhaps there's a little bliss in not having these complex hobbies and like things that you're into. I, I know some people that are just like, in, you know, I just rewatched Step Brothers this weekend. You're like, that's probably cool. That's probably that's probably not a terrible way to live as long as you don't one day just crack from uh, rewatching Richard Jenkins uh, talk to uh, John C. Riley and, and Will Ferrell. And, and maybe one day that just stops becoming funny to you. But like, for the most part, like, yeah, there probably is better to like live life on Madden rookie mode like that and just, and just coast through it. it. It's as long as you're materially successful, like you'll probably be okay till you're on like your deathbed and start seeing things that maybe you didn't live the the way that you wanted to live. But for like you, what for, for this, if you're one of these people, and our audience is not a paranormal audience, not yet, we're we're psyoping them a little bit. But um, if you're like a skeptic on it, like I'll say this: like once you see something, or even just know something, you don't. I still haven't really seen a whole lot, but once you know something, it's tough to unknow it. Like it's tough to look at things a different way. Like even just knowing that someone bent a spoon with their mind. Again, that's on YouTube. So there, that's on our, our just two episodes ago. We, there was a guy talking about once you know that that's possible, it's pretty tough to just like go back to normal and that's why you see so many people so passionate about this you know yeah yeah it's a rabbit hole it's a rabbit hole dude it's a it's a rabbit hole but um uh two more things i want to talk about uh antarctica um i was watching some stuff about antarctica um there's a million different even in i don't even think that like i think there's a lot of people that uh from like normie sides might just think everybody you either believe what they believe which is antarctica is just really fucking cold man chill out but then also that it's you know the the other side is like united in what they believe but there's a lot of people that have like some people are just like cia military mode where they're like oh it's all just like cia military stuff going on there some people think there were actual ancient societies there and then some people think it's just straight up aliens i, I kind of think that's where the aliens are 
personally. Um, perhaps the ancient societies too. I, I don't believe that's mutually exclusive. But um, what do you guys know about Antarctica? I think the Nazis are into it for a reason. Uh, they, they, they don't. They don't just waste time at like like look. Do I agree with the Nazis? Absolutely not. That depends on some of the listeners, what you you know, some of the people that have listened to our show, you might, you know, say otherwise, but oh, I don't agree. However, they're like when you like when somebody like that essentially like dominates a whole part of the world and does all this stuff for even a short period of time, like the, the, the pathway they got to take there, like the stuff they were into, like there's probably something there. You know they what were, I mean? They like were a very efficient organization. Let's put it. Yeah. That way. Well, and they, they spent a lot of money on Antarctica too, a lot. Dude, can you they imagine if you just didn't know? If you didn't know, like, if you were just like, because you know, like, the best psyops work when like people know only what they have to know, right? Like that means you don't like so you don't have to pay certain people to like hush about a lot of stuff. But like, you imagine if it was just like you know, a German guy comes to your door and it's like, hey like UFO guy, you're the UFO guy of the village. Therefore, I'm coming to you first. Like, I just want you to like antarctica you're gonna like research all this like unprecedented paranormal stuff and he's like cool sounds great and then all of a sudden he like opens the paper and he's just like they're doing what yeah. <laughs> with this, <laughs> yeah. with yeah. this info? You, that's exactly you, what happened though like really that, uh auto ron guy who oh was, like, yeah the, yeah mm -hmm. i was telling you the other day like richard stanley made a documentary about him in the early 2000s it was you can watch it like on tubi i think now it was actually never officially finished so it's kind of rough to watch but mm -hmm. it's like a good like just for like, information but like dude so he was like an amateur archaeologist who got really into like the knights templar and like the holy grail lore and shit like that and he started fucking around in uh <laughs> in france just like doing his own little expeditions and so once the nazis like found out about what he was doing doing he had like lay they like found out his like case for like looking for all this these like weird artifacts and shit they started pumping money at him but the only way they could justify pumping money at him was to make him an officer so he, he became an ss officer even though he did not give a shit whatsoever about <laughs> nazi ideology it had nothing to do with it i think he was gay actually possibly because mm. <laughs> they tried to like force him to like marry a woman and he like freaked out <laughs> and uh like, this is not what like, i uh, thought it was gonna be <laughs> so yeah i mean that's the thing it's like uh I mean, I might sound like weird to bring, just bring up Nazis so much. No, it's, it's, it's like, all they're just, a part of this. Mm -hmm. Just well, because not, like someone was working for the Nazis doesn't mean they actually like, believed in any of this shit. It's just like they were the only people pumping money at them. And if you're in Europe, you can't really say no to them. You yeah. know what I mean? And What's, so like, I mean, too, then I go back to Antarctica, though, like all this shit, like the, the reason the Nazis were into Antarctica was because of the Thule Society, which had a lot of very rich Europeans in it which was influencing them. And they had all this thing actually like, I don't know. They, it, it's a huge rabbit hole to go down, but like, you know, <laughs> they had reasons to believe in shit that was going on down there. So, you know, who knows? That's crazy. Yeah, it would be like well, today. It would be like, Oh, Hey, you're a scientist and you work for, for Raytheon. You know yeah. what Raytheon's into? It's like, yeah, but they yeah. also pay to, for me to yeah. go to Antarctica and look at this directed energy weapon or, whatever yeah. it was what, what was good what was can somebody explain to me what was going on in that video that we watched that that disclosure that that guy was talking about because i'm not gonna lie i got confused it was something with like yeah there being a directed energy weapon down there and it being some some sort of like control tower for like okay. the the one inner the one 
what is it like space fleet that gary mckinnon was talking about but it uses similar i thought it was using similar technology like what harp does mm -hmm. where just like high altitude like frequency just like shooting shit up there and bouncing it out of the ice or like what was off it, the atmosphere what was he saying where you know i'm the mechanic i'm i know what's supposed to happen here. like that completely lost me because yeah some I, of that definitely lie. was not, going yeah. way over okay. my head <laughs> okay cool it wasn't just me okay cool um, yeah no, but I i'm, no I'm down with it i'm down with it being a i'm down with the pyramids in antarctica i'm down with it being mm -hmm. a source for directed energy i like oh. the idea that that was where atlantis was um at least yeah, that's the other thing. There. That's with, the other yeah. thing. There, the, uh, why? Why does why? Uh, so that's the other thing about Atlantis. That's weird. Is that I? I, I do like the idea of, of it being in Antarctica. I think like it kind of makes sense. I mean, as just somebody who's just normal, like doesn't know anything about you know <laughs> geography, topography, any of that, any of those geographies. I don't know a lot of stuff about those. But it's like, yeah, it would make sense. If there was a past society underwater that froze over. Yeah, sounds about right. Well, like when you look at the Perry Reese map, it has part of Antarctica mapped out down at the southern tip of like South America going into Antarctica. And that map he made from like previous older reference maps that he found in Byzantium. And there, I think that Antarctica with Atlantis, definitely there's something there, but only I like, I like the pole shift like theory yeah, that at right. some point like the pole shifted and that's why like the last ice sheet it was centered over hudson bay it wasn't centered over the north pole and the south pole it was hudson bay and i think like part of australia into antarctica so like part of antarctica during the last ice age was warm and temperate like there were i'm pretty sure there were like uh like really tropical trees there that were flash frozen like they have there were some reports of flowers and trees that were found in there that were flash frozen that similar to the mammoths up in Siberia that only would happen if there was this super rapid freezing uh, change in temperature that happened within a few minutes that I think only, I mean, is explainable through some sort of pole shift. Yeah, I like the idea of there being this great pole shift that happened so suddenly but there are, there's like the Greta Thunberg of Atlantis. And she's mm. like, dude, it's because we're using Zoltan conductors. We've got to cut our <laughs> Zoltan conductor usage yeah. down to about 5%. Everything's going to be cool. And everybody's like, oh, I'll get a load of this fucking broad out here again. As they fly by on their on their water scooter. Just like, you know. Oh, man. Dude. Because well, like there's a few guys. I, I This guy kind of ghosted me on an interview. But there was a guy who believes that Atlantis was in Florida. He believes all biblical events happened in the United that States. Odd. He's a different guy. I just wanted to pick his brain for a while, but yeah. he did, he was like, "Hey, I'm kind of burnt out on those topics." I'm like, "Well, I don't want to fucking talk to you about anything else." Like, I like, yeah, like, talk I'm about the like, yeah. Come on, talk yeah. about the back. I mean, he yeah. has things on that, but I, I got. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah. I know smarter people than that about that. So, like, it's oh, it's just, you. yeah, everybody included here. Like, it's just, but like the guy. I mean, he has all these like great takes. Like, you know, the oranges, like, uh, you know, are amazing. Like, like. Uh, you know, like Florida oranges were the apples of Eden. Like I like, I, I'm, I'm with you. Oh, like oranges are great. That, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And, and then he thinks every biblical major biblical event happened in America, but how can you be so off, like on Atlantis? Like how can it be from Florida? Right. I mean, not that, not, I'm sure. I don't know that a lot of people believe him on that, but like, how could it be 
and then you have it in like the isn't there like a Bermuda Triangle or kind of like Caribbean area where a lot of people think it like Atlantis yeah. could be like yeah, yeah that's yeah. where I always thought it was yeah that's that's what I that's why I think for Florida he was saying that this coast would make sense this pier would make sense you know like I think James Cameron thinks that too yeah damn. what's the what was the Graham Hancock the steps thing that go into the water they're all Bimini Road. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. Because yeah, that's uh-huh. just like just north of Bermuda, I think. So yeah. There was oh, there was that? something. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. I've it's, never heard it. So I mean, the first time that you see it is on the Perry Reese map, where it's this island of Bimini. It has these like big blocks that look just almost like a crosswalk, like the white pieces of a crosswalk going down. And then there were. I don't remember how it was initially found, but eventually people saw these structures underwater around Bermuda, and it's these just huge slabs that they say are natural. Dude, but they don't, that makes I mean, me laugh. They don't fucking look Dude, natural. They don't uh, fucking look natural. That's my favorite debunking thing is where you can look at something with your own two eyes and yeah. say, what does that look like to you? I'm like, that looks like giant steps. And then they go, no, uh uh-uh. <laughs> No, it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's crazy. everything on Mars too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The like, Mars, how the that, fuck do you know? That <laughs> you know, fucking right? that like air chamber lock that goes into the rock in Mars. It's like perfectly square. Yeah, it's like a doorway, dude. I don't like the Rorschach. Out. I don't like the Rorschach test for that reason, dude. I don't. I think we should outlaw the Rorschach. Mm-hmm. Test. That's the one with the pictures, right? Where they show you like what's the yeah the thing the ink blots yeah. and stuff. Because I feel like they're just figuring out who's who. Who in this group is gonna see steps where there shouldn't be steps? You know, like I, I don't, yeah. I don't like that at all. The, the, um, but yeah, like I, that's that, the, the, with the, with the Stephen Meyer, uh, uh, they like on Rogan was it was the same thing. Like half of his like critics are just like, well, you're one, you're religious. Two, you have um, you expected to get to this outcome or like you have to get to this outcome. It's like, no, you have the outcome you have to get to. Like you straight up have funding that needs you to get to this this outcome to keep, like I said, school curriculums, all these things like in in place or or just, you know, further exploration that's funded by the right money and and all that. Like you have the you have these things like this dude is just like, no, this is just what I studied. And he was he converted to Christianity, too, after he found all this stuff. It wasn't like he was just like some, you know bible kid like as like i I could understand the skepticism there if he was just this kid that was raised in like fundamentalist christian background he's like he's like we were kind of christian but not like i i was like not really super practicing but after a while it's like you see enough things it's like all right man that's enough for me to go but like that they also say with that guy steven steven meyer that uh, neil his neil degrasse tyson he was kind of shitting on neil degrasse tyson which was was nice to hear he was just saying like you know Newton, Newton almost got it right. Newton almost got it, but his religion is what is oh. what really stopped him from getting to the truth. And it's like, dude, like that. That not even trying to talk about that claim, and, and uh, but it's like, dude, we see enough things. We know that what we're told is bullshit. So it's like, well, I, even if I'm wrong, it, it's your fault because you told me the thing was rock solid. You know what I mean? That we that we had like like so. Therefore, if I go somewhere else with it, that's ultimately on you for not being solidified, right? Like this mm-hmm. is yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's the, the uh, whole, no. Go ahead. Good. On me. Uh, okay. Yeah. I uh I just wanted to float something by you guys real quick because mm-hmm. we're talking about lost civilizations, and this came to me during uh our talk right now. Mm-hmm. So you are all familiar with the handbags of the gods, right? Yeah. It's I've these. Heard, uh, I've heard of it, but I don't, I'm not, I couldn't tell you a thing about it. Yeah. So statues all over the world from Guatemala to Egypt, to Australia, to the United States, they all have 
pictures of these huge beings with animal heads that are holding what look to be like little purses, like little handbags, right? Uh, in America, they don't have the, the uh, kind of anthropomorphized animal figures. They just have the, the bag shape and it's stumped people for a long time. What is this, like, what is this bag shape? So I was thinking about the, the handbags and I was thinking about the fact that we've been here for, you know, millions of years and that we've seen Atlantis come and go and we've been visited by things from outer space that have given us technologies. We are probably from outer space. Panspermia is almost certainly true. Like we didn't come from here. And so I was thinking about these guys in their handbags. And then I started thinking about that Camille Paglia quote about like civilizations at the end all become like trans, right? That that's like how you mm. can tell that civilizations are falling. So you have a bunch of these, these furries with purses that are like <laughs> nice. of the end of civilization. <laughs> I think so I should. Awesome. I think I should write a book about this. I, that, I mean, that's a great premise. I mean, I, I think I think you're. Uh, I think you're 100. <laughs> percent I think you're onto something. Uh, uh, the handbags like the the house call gender clinic or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you guys like try telling like a normal like boomer about like about furries, like try explaining <laughs> that to them. Oh like, yeah, dude. Hill type boomer. Like sadly, my parents even... know what they are. Sadly, is the, I had to explain it to my dad once because he asked me. He saw someone walk around with like a fucking foxtail. So he's like, "Hey, school, I saw this guy with a fox." Is that some like new trend or whatever? And I'd explain him what furries are, and he just looked at me like, like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like, and I'm like, yeah, no, there's actually like, yeah, a lot of them too, Dad. Like, they're like everywhere. Like, you probably amount. meet them all the time without knowing it. <laughs> yeah, they solicited they solicited sex outside the convention to me once when I was waiting for public transit. It was not was great. It? Uh, it was bad. I mean, it didn't happen. No, uh, it didn't happen. Of course, uh, no. But it was uh, no. The, this guy, this guy that I, I've told this story a long time ago, but people don't listen for to every episode. So, but this guy was like outside. And he looked like I don't know if you guys have ever seen Clint Howard before. Uh, Ron mm -hmm. Howard's brother, yeah. like just that that classic like just goober looking guy, and uh, he. Uh, he was at the light rail station. I don't know if he was a furry, but I think he was just like the furry conventions downtown. I'm gonna be downtown. That's he just seemed like one of those guys. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go where the Let's action's go, at. Yeah, he seemed like one of those guys. And I was, uh, I was, I was in like call. I think it must have been like 20, maybe. Uh, and I'm like standing. I'm like stoned out of my mind, waiting for like the light rail like tram thing to come by and uh, take me back like to where I lived and stuff. And and he was at the same stop. And he's just looking at me like just just up and down like barcode scanning me and i'm like i'm just like just don't fucking say anything you know what i mean you know when you're just like completely baked you're like please just don't open your mouth at all and uh like at all and he's like uh he looks down and he just goes nice shoes like that i was like thanks like that and he goes you want to uh suck some cock and i was just like no yeah and like and like like you know like you tell somebody like i had some friends like some like black dudes and stuff that were like tough guys and i was like like I told that story like to them and they were just like, oh, I would have beat his ass. And I'm like, I, would you have you would have like just like absolutely just beat his ass at the fucking light rail station, just like club him <laughs> to death. Like I was yeah. like, well, maybe I don't know. But I just I was like, no, I, I like completely froze up and walked away. 
I just completely, I was just like, no, I just completely, I just completely froze up. But anyways, yeah, that's my, and that's how we met. And that's how this podcast, <laughs> yeah. time, a little time, yeah. you know, yeah, you yeah. had a Clint, you had a Clint <laughs> Howard vibe back then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but exactly. I, you know, to be fair, I was wearing, um, my jeans were ripped at the bottom, you know, like when you're, when you would step on, like in the rain where you'd step on your jeans, they were ripped, like kind of frilled at the bottom and I had checkered vans on. So I perhaps invited the energy. In, yeah. um, that's, perhaps, but that's uh, 100% your fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready to accept it. I, I'm ready to stop being the victim here. Um, that's what we do. Uh, but uh, the, anyways, uh, one last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, I, I have this really bad habit since I'm not as well read. Um, that's kind of the whole uh, onus of gain of fiction and everything. Uh, but nonfiction, I'm completely not well read, like a lot of philosophy. But uh, I, I do this thing a lot of times where I'll write a note in my phone when I'm like either like kind of buzzed or like high and I'll be like, wow, that's such bars. And then I'll like send it to someone and they'll be like, oh, that's that person said that. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like for Chensington of the of the 15th century. I don't know. Yeah, Garfield Chesington. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, like, somebody, I was like, oh, well, he he sounds cool, you know. And then, uh, but I was thinking last night because I did read that book, Visitors of Lanulos, and it was really cool. Like I said, it's injured cold taking him to this. I forget what the other planet was called, but it was a planet where like, and and this will trip a lot of people out. If you're based in Red Pill, you you're gonna sound like you're not gonna like this where it was but they he went to his planet and basically like they were like yeah you know we don't really believe in like like gender out here and stuff and it's not like some guy puts on like fucking puts a pink wig on and is like you call me this they're like we just don't care about that like it could you just be a dude and it's just understood that like yeah you're something else you know like they, they've gotten to a point they've progressed to a point where like none of this shit matters i guess right like and um you know they they grow food for only for what they need they don't over industrialize uh they only they only build on demand like it's just it was just basically like a huge utopian society it was like a form of like communism that i think a lot of like people good like well-meaning people that get into communism they like think it's this you know, where they're just like, oh, yeah, everyone just like shares everything like you, you know, it's there's no like greed. There's no, there just, people have this like community minded awareness. Like he, he he was taking this rural guy out on this planet and uh, and he even had like vaccines. It was a trip. Like he even had vaccines like they shot me up with these vaccines. But like, you know, in my head, I'm thinking like maybe there was a technology to make something that didn't have heavy metals in it that go straight to your brain. Yeah. Um, shit, this is going on YouTube. I, f- I forgot. You, this is a. I guess you could do it later on YouTube, but, um, you know, like maybe they all have autism. I don't know. Like, maybe that was what happened. Maybe that was the fi- final goal. But um, what, what, what it was that stuck out was that human beings, they, none of, there was no words said the entire time. No, no speaking to each other. The whole time he was like tripping because he's like, I'm saying shit back to them and they understand me. And that idea was that like actually the worst Thing, like th- some of the dumbest shit you can do is like speak basically like speaking is just so like barbaric to them and i come to realize like in my sense like okay at that point what is what is scripture then right because scripture is we had these people and john keel would say that most of the biblical prophets were just psychic like super tapped into like their psychic energy to receive messages from god i think that makes sense kind of a how it's made for the bible that would make sense uh but with every transfer of information right and put it on different mediums there has to be something lost right like there has to be something lost like if even if god says this 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 and this and this like the thing you write down there's going to be like one thing missing and i want david to answer this first because you actually are a writer so like mm-hmm. think about something from your brain that comes on like when you write it like you might be like damn i told like a really good story but like is it ever like as fucking sick as it was in your brain 
Never, never, no. Right, so I, I, I could understand that. Like, even this thought that I just had right now isn't as tight as what I thought. Like, because <laughs> I said it. Yes, but dude, <laughs> but a, couple, a couple of things, I, just to interject real quick, though. Uh, what if the translations, even though they are mistranslations, instead of thinking of them in an entropic way, what if you're gaining things through those mm. translations? So instead of right. uh, moving from thought and telepathy as being, you know, pure, and because it's pure, that means it's perfect. What if a bit of the editorializing is important? Because just just real quick, I, I think that um, I really like Alan Watts on stuff like this yeah. and his whole idea of God playing hide and seek with himself. That's what our existences are it's like if you were an omnipotent creator uh, and nothing was around you'd get really fucking bored so you make some stuff and you move them around the board a bit and then that gets boring too because you have ultimate control so what does he do he creates human beings and gives them free will and he's like this is gonna be tight let's see what these fuckers do so maybe in a in a way if you just flip it and think you know god is gonna send these transmissions to people in pure thought and part of the fun for god is seeing how it evolves and changes through human methods and interpretation sure god is a process right it's not like it yeah it's like an ever-evolving thing yeah Yeah. i guess the only time what i mean the only time something that could really get lost is when it's coming from like a straight up like omnipotent you know like something more superior than us right like i think that's the only time but like i think it's i think it's cool to play like a little game of telephone with like stuff you hear from other people because like then it's like a you know like a lint roller to the carpet you pick up everything right and i think the Mm -hmm. ultimate use of your brain is when you can filter out shit that sounds kind of stupid and then take in some of the stuff that sounds kind of cool i think that part of it's really cool i just wonder you know i i do i do wonder like if that is the goal is to just like like because look man some of the when you when you're like close friends with somebody not only are you 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 love talking to them and it's fun you can have long conversations but like some of the funniest moments coolest moments ever is just like when you look like one time when something's happening and you two are the only people cued in on like that guy fucking sucks dude and you look at each other and like you're like that was that that makes you laugh super hard it's like that does feel like you've achieved something right when you can communicate like non-verbally i won't say telepathically but non-verbally in that sense so i, I do feel like the idea is like and I'm somebody who loves to talk, but a lot of times that's a self-defense mechanism for me. You know, <laughs> truly. Yeah, the I way mean, you truly. said that, it's just the way you said it that made me laugh. You see? <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I mean, it's funny, but like I've got myself into trouble and out of trouble that way. It's, sure. it's just my, sure. it's my medium. I don't write. I don't do anything. I, I speak. So well, it's just like, yeah. but yeah, but I don't necessarily consider it the final form, you know? Right. There was the, uh, there was the, the episode of Mysterious Universe that Scott shared about the angel falls in venezuela and the old boy out in the in the jungle who let his wife and kid go to the united states and he's like no i'm not done thinking yet and he talks about how to him like thinking and dreaming are the same so he can wake up from thinking and then get and enter into this pure stream of i mean it's got to be a real like that's what jesus and buddha and muhammad and all them got to i would assume Mm -hmm. right like that's Mm -hmm. that's the the goal and then when you finally reach that you get you have your uh you know your death experience and you finally pop out of the matrix tube and they're like oh you did it you won you know <laughs> big pizza party because you won the game finally. nice a little slide full of uh the ball pit 
you know? Yeah. Why? yeah just it's <laughs> sick. You're just retarded. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is related. Um, it's like Glenn knows that I've becoming like increasingly libtarded about animals lately. Like, mm-hmm. and um, actually, I'd be curious what you think about this, Sai. But like, mm-hmm. and, like, when it comes to nonverbal communication, like I've been questioning lately, like how more important humans are than like other animals. Just this, think of like every animal species around the world, right? Mm-hmm. And, like you look at like, like animals like like elephants and shit like that that everyone knows are very advanced. And you think about how like well animals like in remote parts of the jungle can communicate with each other non-verbally. And for all we know, they could be telepathic. We don't fucking know like what actually goes on with them. So it's like, I was like thinking, I cause like when Glenn brought this up like earlier, I was like thinking about that. Cause like, I think about that a lot too with like animals and like how people like try, mm-hmm. try to like act like humans are more sophisticated and important to them. Our lives matter more to them because we're, so much more advanced because you know animals can't talk but it's like does that really fucking matter no like in, in terms of like spiritual yeah. terms you know what i mean and like people like to like project all this shit on the animals like oh there's nothing going on between you know in their heads yeah. like well we all know they can dream for example yeah. like everyone who has a pet knows that you know and mm-hmm. like uh i don't know this is something i've been thinking about lately it's like yeah. you know it's like who gives a shit that animals can't talk to each other? It doesn't mean they're not still not like significant beings. They still have friends, you know, they have their own yeah. little societies and shit. And like, you know, I think people, it's just like a cope that the humans tell ourselves that, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. I guess it's hard for me to actually think, explain, but no, I think that's true. I think one thing I'm absolutely convinced of is as we advance more as a collective, we will treat animals better. Even if we, still use them in certain capacities or eat them or whatever, you know, where it's wear, not wear costumes of them solicit yeah. sex at my <laughs> rail stations. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps well, they're exalt them. Yeah. Perhaps exactly. they're, yeah. Yeah. You about that? Get it's on so my funny. Life. Just, just as a quick aside during the furry talk, I was thinking for years I was in this blissful denial or not denial, but just this ignorance that, I thought furries just meant like hot chicks with cat ears. I was like, that sounds dope. <laughs> how they rope you? That's how they rope you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Twitch. But then Twitch I was like, streaming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's how they get yeah. you. But uh, but anyways, please but, go on. No, but the yeah, the animal thing. I mean, it's one of those things where every year we learn that they are more intelligent than we previously thought they were. You know, it's like the universe age thing where it's like, right, oh, it's right. actually this. You know, mm-hmm. and there's crazy stories of like because they separate like a cow from its calf during the dairy industry and like they'll do this and they'll drive the calf 40 miles away and the mom cow will freak out and escape and travel 40 miles to find her baby it's like yo that's like some magnetic gps heart love shit you know it's like crazy right it's like that's like we're fools if it's just like with size stuff you know if we ignore it we're just dumb as shit you know and it's we Mm -hmm. just gotta kind of acknowledge that this, this is a real part of life Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, Aiden, I'd like to know what you think about the uh, the idea of just nonverbal communication, telepathy, and all that. I well, going off that animal thing, I think that like there's a reason why human souls come down and incarnate in human bodies, and I think that there's a reason souls come down in animal bodies, and like just because from like a human point of view, we are the most important because we're here for our like growth and development. I think the animals are here for their own. Like there's a reason 
that souls incarnate in cats. Like it's probably because they're all like sociopaths and need to learn like how to be calm or something like that. But there's so there's like Damn. reasons why we incarnate on this plane. And I think that animals, yeah, as we learn more and like maybe do get back in touch with some of that nonverbal, like we'll be able to maybe understand some of that more. Cause there's something to like being with a dog and living with a dog for years and just they're waiting for you by the time you get home, even if you come home an hour late. And it's not like, always food, like everybody says. No, it, no, yeah. yeah. It, I hate there's that fucking else. thing that it's all food. Shut up, dude. Like, dude, my, my dog. My, wants, yeah, exactly. My dog has a friend of mine that, like, she fucking loves, and she knows when he's about to come over, like, thirty minutes before he, yep. even, like, pulls up his car. Yeah, so the car like, yeah, yeah. She'll be like know. waiting by the window, just like waiting for him. She just intuitively knows whenever he's about to come over. Like, That's what Rupert Rupert Sheldrick, you know. uh, Terrence McKenna's friend, he did he did like a decade worth of science on that exact phenomenon of dogs being knowing what's going to happen in the next thirty minutes. Their owners they'll send their owners home like taxis, take different routes, put cameras up. The dogs know even if it's random times of so the sick. day and shit. It's crazy. They, like dogs know that shit. It's yeah. yeah but, well, uh, and 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 I, I believe I believe all that stuff. But Aiden, do you think do you think in advanced civilization, do you think they ever got to that point of just not? I'm sure there's always definitely. some sort of verbal communication. But do you ever think that like to the most part? Maybe they were a little bit more communal and and like homogenous in a sense to where it worked that way. But do you think that? Uh, do you think they were able to just kind of communicate with with minimal words to where mm-hmm. messages get? Because like like you know you think about like hate speech right now, and we understand the political uh, angle of like hate speech and stuff. But like, what if we like? Do you think somebody could tell I was going to say a racial slur like if I didn't say it? <laughs> like that's what I wonder. Like, but if but like we said it or like like a joke like th- th- just me verbally saying something out loud like it shouldn't it, it it adds a whole new thing to it. So I just mm-hmm. mean like, do you think society's figured this out in the past? Definitely. I th- you know, on my weirder days, like, I, I don't know if any of you guys have... Like, <laughs> Today's not that day? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Madame Blavatsky, when she was talking about, like, the devolution of the soul into these, like, physical bodies, like, when they first came down, they were le- way less physical than we are now. And mm-hmm. slowly, they, we've kind of been sinking into this physical reality, becoming more physical. In times past, we didn't have that need for speech we didn't even really have it developed or evolved yet because it wasn't we weren't so rooted in this physical so i think you know parts of that like yeah as we kind of step back and realize that the material is just a manifestation of the spiritual and that this is all kind of fake it's not really real that we get closer to that truth and are able to understand yeah understand those underlying feelings like if you're in a room with someone and they just have just bad energy just like hateful mm-hmm. vibes you you, yeah. you can feel it radiating off of them and i think that that's holdover from those previous times and just because that's such a strong emotion and visceral like feeling that you, you can still feel it but i think definitely at times past we had we had that developed and it's kind of come around and been lost right. and who knows if we're going to come back? Like, well, we're on the now. You, it's how it's so hard. I mean, I, look, I can see some posts that are like your bad vibes. Like I can tell, but like for a lot of times it's like, we're not in the room together. I, it, I can't see it from the minute, like from the minute, like, whereas if I'm at, like I was at Chuck E. Cheese yesterday, I saw some bad vibes. <laughs> I, I, I was there. Were you really? 
then not for fun i was there for a kid's birthday party but like i don't just hang out there don't, don't get, <laughs> let's not get the forums going but uh the uh i'm not, not on any lists uh but no i i was there and there was just a couple people where i was just like yeah man and one one guy was just walking around with like a duck bill like one of those crazy duck bill masks like and not like a duck either like like the covid weird like like ones and i and he was just like he was just really messing up the vibe of the whole place not because of the mask but i think the mask was a part of it and and but like we're on the internet now like we're on the internet now to where like we're just with a bunch of people we'd never normally talk to we'd never do this but like you don't really know until like you really start seeing some shit from people that they're bad and i think like that's going to be tough for us to revert back to unless we make a concerted effort i think right yeah no and i think that the internet is i think it's a deliberate tool for getting us away from the spiritual and rooting us in the physical and taking us away from ever being able to get back in touch with that like i mean the whole idea that there is this kind of invisible field that everything that is ever done in the real world gets imprinted on that we can go back and touch like there's ideas in ancient myths of what this was like the akashic record and now they're trying to like create that with the internet where everything you do in this invisible mm. webbed place there's going to be some sort of imprint for all of eternity and once we get the Neuralink or once we get any sort of like <laughs> augmented reality where you're in touch with this forever there it's i don't know i think it's going to it'll be part of like fully cementing us away from that spiritual and i don't there's going to be some weird yeah. side effects from it's got to come sure. to a head right? it's got to come to a head like it's got to mm -hmm. there's got to be some climax to this right i hope like because if there isn't that's that's what sucks is when it's just like that <laughs> terry gilliam brazil just like netherworld of just cables and like just random things like that but um what you said earlier is just like the whole none of this matters i think people get scared when 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 people say none of this matters because that that's the dreaded nihilism if you're if you i don't think that's the case but i think no. when you tell people none of it matters the problem is is like actually nothing matters until you decide nothing mm -hmm. matters like i i truly think like you once you wipe kind of wipe the slate clean and i had to go through this many times many more times than i should have because i kept fighting it like i said but just to just kind of realize like i don't need to make that person happy that person right just person x that person means nothing to me and it's not, i don't wish ill will on them but they will not weigh into my day-to-day -day life about making them happy right when you start kind of realizing like you said that weird interaction you had with somebody it shouldn't eat at you for the rest of the day you know like it shouldn't matter because there is something bigger going on i think i think that's i think people can conflate that as like nihilism nobody mat nothing matters log off and grill all the fun online terms that are attached with that it's not what it is no it's it's it couldn't be farther from the truth like it's nothing matters so it all matters like you have to be very i don't know it doesn't matter because it's not like real so don't like put so much weight in trying right. and like going and doing stuff like it's not that it doesn't matter so let's just you know sit in my coom cave all day and not leave the <laughs> internet like it's it's ridiculous cave. yeah we have we have uh we have, that's about 30 percent of the listeners so maybe don't attack them but yeah that's, that's, sorry that's, sorry uh, yeah, yeah, yeah i mean look we're still, still running a business agent yeah uh, but uh yeah um other than that i didn't have much more did you guys have anything more uh going today i i, did, I didn't have much more on my uh non-existent docket that i pretend to have uh no. I finished reading The Invisibles today. That was Very cool. Let's cool. go. I know David's got, into that. See my tattoo? He probably can't yeah. see it. No, you can't. Yeah. But <laughs> but, got oh. it. He's got, yeah, oh. you got it. We got to see the tat. We got to see the tat. That's, Gra that's Grant Morrison. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. the thing is, like David could probably explain uh, it way uh, better than me because I, I just uh, finished reading it for the first time and since like 2007 or something. And it, it's a comic book series from the 90s. Uh, and I think like its main like cult audience because it developed like a cult following over time is mostly people who don't read comics. So like, don't let that like scare you away from it. But um, mm-hmm. it's really, really cool, man. Like, I mean, basically, any it, it came out in the 90s and like any like concept like if you listen to like coast to coast am episodes during its peak era in the 90s like every concept that like, comes up on the show is in that book in that series it was a comic book series and like i have the original paperback releases of it so it's like seven volumes but dude it, it's like i would really recommend anyone who's into like conspiracy or paranormal shit to check it out because basically the premise of it is like the guy who wrote it believes everything in it is real so it's not like nice and uh it gets cool like i i remember i glenn i sent you like a screenshot from it dude like the it's polio thing right was yeah, it was oh, it... oh my god dude there's so much shit they cover i mean yeah they cover vaccines in it but like there's also like a part like in like adult there's like an underground base in dolce in new mexico which were like if you're into this like all that 90s conspiracy shit you would know about the ideas that there's an underground like alien slash military base there and they a lot of the uh, book takes place there and um, they've got like traps for remote viewers and shit set up. It's like, dude, it's just, it's, it's really, really, really cool. And like um, the whole like premise of it is basically that after the A-bomb test, uh, first A-bomb test, like it like opened up like a dimensional rift in reality and then allowed archons to like start getting their way into our, our universe, which archons are basically like the villains in Gnostic mythology. Um, and so then like, all the, like the elites around the world, like some of them start like teaming up with them and shit. And it's a really, really cool series. I'd recommend if you're into like sci-fi at all and like, yeah. you want to like read um, something that like a guy who's actually really into this shit wrote, I would recommend checking out. And like, I first read it back in like uh, 06 or seven when I was like first getting, like I was like really deep into my like, like I, I could have explained earlier on the show um, when I started like me getting into the paranormal coincided with me getting into psychedelics, you know? So like, it was just really crazy. I first like learned about the series because of all that psychedelic shit I was into because it was really popular with like people in that world. So um, yeah, definitely check it out. I'd recommend it a lot. It's really cool. Even if you hate comic books, cause like I'm not really a comic guy either. So but yeah, it was awesome. I'm really glad I read it again. Yeah, sounds like I'm the like odd man out on this. I haven't messed with it. I mean, David's got a tattoo, so obviously. Yeah, know. yeah. He's uh, for the for the, <laughs> li- for the listeners it. for the non uh, video listeners. David took off his pants, and it's in a very interesting yeah, spot. Yeah, it's in a very uh, strange yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. in an right invisible place. Something. Yeah, <laughs> it's artful. It's artful. I'll yeah. tell you that it's, much. It's t- <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, I'm a huge uh, Grant Morrison guy. I went to Morrison Con in 2012 at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas, which is like nice. The Verizon Hotel now. It's fucking lame, but uh, yeah, Morrison was. Uh, he got his start in comics, um, writing superhero shit, and there was this beautiful time in the mid 90s where guys like him and Alan Moore and Warren Ellis and Garth Ennis could kind of do whatever they wanted whenever DC first started its vertigo imprint, which was like, that was like the comic book HBO where you could do whatever prestige series you wanted to. But uh, yeah, I mean, Scott gave a really good rundown of what the whole thing is about, but what's really interesting about it is that Morrison 
through writing it, um, he made a tulpa of himself in the main character, uh, who's a guy named King Mob, who he said he tried to create a protagonist that was just him, but the coolest version of himself, right? So he basically makes this guy a badass secret agent who fucks a bunch of girls and travels the world being a badass, but he gets captured by the bad guys at like mm. volume two or three, right? And they they give him a substance called Key 23. And Key 23 makes it so that any word that you see becomes reality, right? So they show this King Mob character a mirror with a post-it note on it that says your face is melting and it makes King's, King Mob's face start to melt off. Well, in real life, after he wrote that issue and it was published, he got a staph infection on his face that almost killed him. Mm. And like, it looked when it was at its worst exactly like it looked like his character oh, in shit. the comic book. Jeez. So he created this occult. He called it a hyper sigil, sigil being you know a symbol that you put lots of intent into. In chaos magic, what you do is you write down your intention, you take out the vowels and the repeating consonants, and then from the remaining letters you create a design, and then you focus on it really intensely. Some people say you're supposed to masturbate over it, right? you're just putting that much energy into it but basically what you do with that simple once you're done with it is you hide it in a place where you're not likely to see it every day but you'll just glance at it and so from like a neuro-linguistic training perspective yeah. it's reminding you of your goals whatever but from a magic perspective it's putting your intent into the world so anyway he created the invisibles as a hyper sigil and it worked way better than he intended and the whole thing is infused with that like colorful x-files yeah. Uh, weirdo occult energy. I did a, a podcast uh, on a show called called Rune Soup. If you, if anybody mm -hmm. listening wants to look it up uh, about the Invisibles, so me and Gordon talk about it for like two hours. So I hell yeah. After listening to this, go check that out. Fuck cool. yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And the thing is, like, when it was the it was out, like the series wasn't even that popular because like the average guy like going to like the comic book store was into like superhero shit and wasn't buying it because it was fucking weird as hell because like i said that gets more popular now with like people who are, don't read comic books mm -hmm. and so at one point though because the sales were so bad apparently in one issue he had told the readers to jerk off while like <laughs> thinking like like manifesting in their minds that yeah. invisibles would continue so it wouldn't get canceled so we could lotion luck he called it <laughs> yeah and like so <laughs> and he is able to finish it you know it went off for a pretty long time like i don't know how many issues it came out to like probably close to 100 or something like that but Dude, that's really good that's a really good concept for anytime you like release art into the world just be like hey just jerk off to it and see what happens yeah like, just yeah if, just, if, like, everyone reading yeah. this just jerk off while thinking about yeah. the invisible so it doesn't get canceled and it's like yeah. i want you to i want you to print out a picture of Sai and print out a picture of glenn and yeah. I want you to make a TikTok of you thinking <laughs> about Rare Candy's success. Dude, RC, RC yeah. come tribute. I, I fully authorize it. Go ahead. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna, like, that, that doesn't, that doesn't hurt our popularity. Like, if <laughs> anything, it just shows enthusiasm for the show. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll give you a, hey, if you do, well, no, I'm not gonna make any promises, but, um, yeah, uh, um but my final thought was uh, essentially I uh, um, I think one of the more occult things that's happened uh, for me in a while is the Trader Joe's dessert aisle. Um, I, there's origins, I think, that are 
I'd like somebody to, I'd like a Y files episode on the Trader Joe's dessert aisle. Cause everything's good. Everything tastes good. It doesn't make me feel bad either, but it is probably bad for me. So I just, I don't know. I just somebody look into that. There's, there's very odd origins. They have the best like mint chip ice cream. I don't, why, yeah. why would Trader Joe's heart. have that? Why would Trader Joe's have that? Like, it just doesn't make sense, man. Everything. I don't know. Just, just gonna say yeah. maybe because everybody wears Hawaiian shirts. Good vibe. I don't know. We um, were just there today. I, like my girlfriend and I went today. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You think you don't need anything from Trader Joe's, and you're like, actually, everything's the best here. So, um, yeah. I was actually in a bad mood about Trader Joe's today because we went early and it was really not crowded <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. And then it became it got crowded as we were there. And mm. this this one dude was like sending his woman ahead as like her scout, and she kept like weaving in front of us and like going back. And I, by the end of it, I was like, it happened like eight times. I'm like. Dude, you're always in our fucking way. So I, I was not jinged up, dude. I was not reaching not jinged hard, up. Dude. I was like, yeah. Just wanted to <laughs> put that. I'm very sorry. hard store to navigate. Like, very hard store to navigate. Like, yeah. just it's just I don't know. Maybe maybe just I know I understand. Like, I have this one that's like really. It's, it's a very large space for a Trader Joe's. It's like a Tony Hawk fucking airplane hanger size <laughs> thing that they have. But it's like the aisles are still this wide. And I'm just like, like I we're in America. Everybody's huge here. Like if if me who you know on a if I'm shopping at Trader Joe's and getting desserts, I can be a little wide. But other than that, like if I'm having trouble getting down this aisle, but maybe they're just trying to maybe they're trying to keep fat people out of Trader Joe's. I don't know. But uh, nonetheless, uh, one more last round of uh, plugs. Uh, follow Aiden on Twitter at uh, it's the underscore good underscore Mac M A C. Um, Scott, are you still at box sets? Yeah, I am. Follow him. Well, he's like, don't follow me. Yeah, but uh, he's like, no, follow him. I don't him. post that much anymore, but you know, good, I, I post like twice a day. Good corgi content, man. Good corgi yeah. content. Uh, corgi and CDs. Um, but if you want, if you want the, uh, if you want the Scott experience of, of like, well, let's, let's see what Scott, we, we got three pretty long, extensive episodes with them. I'd love to do some more coast to coast episodes, but guess what? They don't update the archive. Um, so I don't know what happened there. It just hasn't been updated in quite some time. They, they teased us one time. They, we got one little, like, not, I think it was the Gnostic one or something. They, which was really cool, but it, yeah, it was but, great, but it was just one. And then the weird guy, the fake mercenary guy who just completely was lying the whole time. Um, and just the, the, that guy was so lame. All the tactical art bell fans called him out for being fake. It was really funny. Dude, um, they still haven't even uploaded the, uh, Chris Carter episode. Like what the fuck? Or the Dean like, Koontz. Everyone wants to hear that. Dude, how yeah. who wouldn't want to hear Dean Koontz for like three hours on Art Bell at like two in the morning fighting sleep, dude? Like, yeah, fuck, dude. I would love that. So, um, uh, everybody, listen to Agitator. David, drop the link one more time. Where where to find you? Oh yeah, that's uh, that's patreoncom Agitator. I like to pretend we're like Art Bell, where his website's like, oh, it's not working because so many fans are going and clicking on it right now. <laughs> my ni- 1997 uh, internet is not supporting it. That's one of my favorite parts of uh, Coast to Coast is when a guy like has like a small website, but he goes on Coast to Coast and says the URL and none of the pictures of what he saw load up because the, the website's <laughs> overlo- overloaded. Uh, it's one of my, it's one of the best things. Uh, but uh, anywho, yeah, listen to Agitator, buy his books. Um, uh, his co-host Kelby's got some, got some great stuff. I just did on this, on a YouTube channel. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, it's this exact channel. Uh, I, I did a little special on letting out the devils. I will get into i believe i have god's fair no better um i have mm-hmm. that um i have that and I, I plan to use that as one of my uh one of my things so uh we're going to be getting into uh getting into some of the fun uh rc adjacent uh literature so that is uh 
that's to come for us we have a substack rarecandy.substack.com it's fun it doesn't bite um and uh bob's red pills the best thing going uh on 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 substack right now in my humble opinion uh we need a new red pill i think personally I think. Well, I, let's do the mars one you guys down to collab. yeah you guys yeah. Collab yeah. i'll help mars. you out if i can mm-hmm. I just yeah. whatever just yeah just just, yeah. just get it yeah, we i think we i think we need to do that and uh well and also you're trying to bend the spoon so i'm trying so i was digging through my drawer we, we're, mm-hmm. we're still at that stage where we have Every piece of silver where we have is like different, you know. Yeah, and also <laughs> expensive. You know, you know, your girlfriend's like that, not that spoon. Like, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Don't. <laughs> the fucking yeah. expensive. And we only, that's the thing. We all, we only use like two of them because we pick out the. But yeah, so I was rifling through them, and some of them are super easy to bend. Like you could convince yourself you bent it, and then one I found a fork that's like rock fucking hard, and I'm trying. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play with it. Yeah, I'm gonna figure yeah. it out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All what right. If ha- what if it happens, dude? Like that's just I'm it will happen. happen. It and will we're gonna happen. put yeah, it on. Don't, you're, it's not gonna happen because you said what if. That's true. That's <laughs> like, did you did you not listen to Mr. Gallenberger himself? Yeah. You already said what if. No, when <laughs> when it works, yeah. Um, things will things will change. Uh, so anywho, um, yeah. Everybody have a safe week. Catch you guys next time.